1: And welcome back to part two of this. Uh, well, it's a little unstructured and chaotic today, <laughs> but it is, after all, politics, so that's okay. And we're talking with uh, one of my uh, Norwegian heroes. I-, I just call it Carrie Jackson.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but really, Carrie Angelique Chakazon. Yeah. So, and I promise that now we're gonna go to the juicy stuff. Many of my listeners they love when we sort. Uh, rolling up the connections you know the uh, the deeper stuff you know mm. the the deep end of things that for most average people just becomes science fiction but unfortunately facts are usually weirder than fiction anyway yeah and um, we've already established that the whole creation of fundamentalism is pretty artificial it's been it's been propped up and supported and uh, uh, strengthened by different power players ever since it started 150 years ago always to work for their interest in politics and in power and in war and it still goes on today and we saw that we saw that uh, revelations that daesh that's ISIS, as they call it. Stop saying ISIS, Americans. ISIS is this <laughs> wonderful ancient Egyptian goddess. Yes, right? thank yeah. you. It's ISIL,
0: actually. It can be ISIL,
1: and it can be, yeah. and it can be IS, but Daesh is the best. You know why? They hate it themselves. They don't want to call called Of mm. course, it's... Um, derogatory, derogatory uh, in their yeah. language but anyway so we we know now this revelations solid stuff not conspiracy R- watch for instance the take that uh, ben swan did one of the best journalists in america truth in politics now uh, in media he uh, many others have proven that uh, basically there's there's four big powers that is behind this thing five i'd say uh, and i'll give you my view now and you can take this and run with it when i'm done with my reasoning okay sure we'll start with a small player that's turkey adolf erdogan <laughs> he's he's just yeah but he's an opportunist right he does this for two reasons one he needs to get uh, an out and I mean an outer war because uh, of his own corruption and he's uh, taking over turkey and crushing the democracy And so the Kurds have always been their good go-to thing to smash, smack down on. And there wasn't enough action with the Kurds, and so Syria. And uh, they've always been against Syria anyway. It's a secular regime. Erdogan want to destroy secularism. So, But I don't believe uh, Turkey will be permanently involved. For them, it's tactics more than strategy, I think. Now that they're going over to the Russian side, I don't think we'll see that much more play from them, but you can comment on this after. The second is Israel, and Israel has obvious interests here. You told us uh, in your lecture that Israel, you said that Turkey robbed a city. You, you could tell us about that. And Israel has already starting to drill for oil in Syrian area. So for them, it's all about keeping the Middle East fighting, uh, Muslims fighting among themselves, uh, letting loose the worst Islamist powers, because that will make. Israel themselves look like a mild place, not the fascist uh, dictatorship that it is. Exactly. And they get more land and they get the quote-unquote enemy separate and distracted. The third is, of course, Saudi Arabia. More than anything, this is Saudi Arabia's war. Saudi Arabia won a smack, the last secular regime in the Middle East. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, like I established at the end of part one, they are run by the, the devil themselves. And so for them, Assad and Syria is re- representing an alternative Arabs. If Arabs could choose between what's going on in Syria and what's going on in Arabia, the heads of Al-Saud would roll. Besides, Assad has been a, uh, and Syria has been a proponent for Arab unity. Arab nationalism,
2: mm. pan Arabism, yeah. Mm.
1: yeah, and that's a threat to these sick demons that uh, the sword uh, represents. And of course, finally, we have the real culprits, which are America or US, I should say, US, and uh, also UK or NATO. For the, they represent the oligarchs, the globalist oligarchs, those who actually need these war going. To plunder the states and accumulate uh, all this money. Testing out new weapons, uh, brutalizing uh, the people, uh, generating these migration waves. But above all, like you have pointed out, getting insanely rich in the process. Getting the war industry going. Without the wars, it will collapse. The stock will plunge. So globalism, war industry... That's represented by America and the UK, and this is my analysis. And so now I want to hear your take on this.
0: Yeah, well, Turkey. He, he, nobody can know what Erdogan thinks, but that he's an enemy of secularism—that's for sure. I mean, yeah. he even says so himself. You know, he's never been a. Well, in his earlier years, maybe he he didn't say much about it, but he's always. You know, he keeps saying, "Well, if that's what the people of Turkey want, you know, we'll we'll get rid of secularism."
1: Yeah, he's smarter than Saudis, though, because he wants to keep uh, an image, a mirage of, of democracy. Of course, he wants to that's, keep that's... the the secular party. Look, look, no, no, this is this is okay, right? Because then he can go on. Because as long as he has total control, that what do he need? You know. To show it, if you can get away with pretending, this
0: just like our regimes are doing. Exactly,
1: he's taking the cue from us. For
0: example, in Norway, people say, "Yeah, but we have democracy." Really? <laughs> How does that work in in reality? You know, so it's the smartest thing in the world to make people think that living in democracy sounds really good. But exactly, and um, in uh, Erdogan in Syria, he's just called the thief of Aleppo because Aleppo was a really really strong industrial city had over a thousand factories they manufacture everything from a to z you know it's like a to z it's like it was fantastic obviously a huge competition for turkey Mm. who has a big textile industry etc so they stole absolutely everything everything like even the copper in the wall as i say they took everything
1: so they just came in with trucks and military oh
0: yeah it's you can see there's this been documented it's insane they take Oh, the whole factories, you can't imagine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of oil, for example, when I, uh, last year when we were traveling to Aleppo, we had to take a big detour because the roads, a lot of the roads were still not secure, you know, the whippers and whatnot. So we had to take a longer uh, road route and there were miles and miles of trucks transporting oil. At that time, I think there was only one refinery open because the terrorists had bombed all the refineries, oil refineries, you know. Hmm. So, and this is exactly the same thing that on, do you remember when they drove oil to Turkey? Yeah. And American intelligence were like, oh, what? No, we've never heard about that. They and then The Russians it. came in.
1: Yeah. pretty blew it. They crushed
0: open. it right away. Yeah. And so <laughs> Turkey, uh, yeah, Erdogan is just called a thief in uh, Syria
1: right
0: you know I have been thinking a lot about the motivation for all this you say i i I can't disagree with any of the things that you said but for me the you use the word sick demons yeah or the term sick demons
1: poetic just poetic no language.
0: no well of course that depends on if you're a person of faith or not which I happen not to be but um, I had the discussion with a uh, living in Norway, actually. He's been living here since before the war.
2: Mm. We
0: were discussing in our know, late night, and lots of discussions, and we came to the ultimate questions. Why? Because we all do what we do with a motivation, right? Mm. We, we want to eat. I want to sleep. So we get ourselves a bed so we can sleep well. You know, it's, we, we, we're looking for the price in what we're doing. What do these people want? They already have it all. And yeah. more, and more, and more, and this is the big puzzle. You said that the richer people get, the more psychopath they become, or something like that. I don't remember the they yeah. use, but
1: uh, it's the same kind of mentality as power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts yeah, absolutely.
0: Exactly, exactly, But you see, most people who don't accumulate a lot of wealth, they will say, Ah, oh, you know, like my, my neighbor has this really nice car. I'm going to go and kill him and take it." See, that's totally unacceptable in the micro society, right? We we, yeah. we would never do that because, first of all, our moral would tell us that it's wrong. We can't kill somebody just because it's something that we want. And then some people do. People do. Some people are these type of people, and they kill people to take what they have. But it's harshly punished by society.
1: Yeah,
0: it's completely forbidden, and it's
1: and you and you don't even need it in in law, even in a society where there are like not written laws you would be exactly. exiled if you did something like that exactly. it's antisocial
0: completely it's not natural it's not yeah. na- exactly it's not natural because for the survival of our species you know we know that what works in the long term is cooperation this mm. is what makes us survive but on macro level this is not only uh, permitted it's even uh, you know, uh, how do you say, you get prices for it. Yeah. Look at Obama. Let, let's take Barack Obama, who is personally responsible for killings of who knows how many. That's just one example.
1: He took America from two to seven wars.
0: Right. Every Tuesday. Every- another
1: thing, like George Galloway always says on air, he says that he dropped bombs, the, the, the drones, every hour of every day of every year. During his presidency. Exactly. The bombs never stopped.
0: But it, yeah. Continuously. Yeah, yeah. And you can say, okay, so, you know, we all, we've all seen the, the psychological experiment where people inflict pain more easily when the, when the victim is, the further the victim is away from them, when they can't see them or hear them.
1: Then it's a complete game. The more
0: willing they are to cause pain in them, right? Like if yeah. they hear the screams and they see them, they'll be more reluctant to inflict pain on them. The more distant they are, the easier it becomes. But Obama, every Tuesday, had a meeting with his, uh, officers or whatever to personally decide who they were going after and assassinate with drones. Obama today is a cult figure for millions of people. Oh, we miss Obama, and he was so cool, and he's invited to business, like, lately I saw he was going to do a speaking thing at the... B- the business summit in helsinki It's the
1: retarded liberals among what passes for the left nowadays
0: yeah but point, my point that i'm the point that i'm trying to make is that we live in a society that celebrates mass murders so the people who are committing these crimes have nothing to fear there's never you know we have the icc you know but You, maybe an African or two, if you're served, they'll put you in there, but no Western leader will ever go to trial. No.
1: Did you see the, the witch, Shillery, uh, when she laughed
0: Yes, after uh, Gaddafi was tortured and raped and, and killed. Gaddafi
1: had a bayonet up in his ass, yes. Oh, how she laughed.
0: Exactly. So this type of behavior, if this were in micro level, if this was in a neighborhood, Like a person had just witnessed somebody being...
1: Sodomized by a... You know. With a sword. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they would say, ha, 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 ha. We would be... You know, we would let person up. (laughs) That would be a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But no. And this is a big mystery to me, you see. This is what I don't understand. And what is the motivation? What do they want to achieve? What is the price they're looking for? What exactly do they want that is worth gallons and gallons of people's blood destruction pain sorrow
1: death but that's a philosophical um, I have many views there and we could go down that road yeah
0: but I'll just get to my if just let me get to the end of this because the Syrian that I was talking to he said yeah but Kari this is the devil and I said well you know I'm not a I'm not a religious person he said no don't forget about religion This is what the scriptures are describing as the evil, and the presence of evil is something that we dismiss as something religious, serious, ah, you know, but this is true, there is evil in the world, because there are people who are so damaged goods, they are evil, they have zero empathy, Hmm. they will walk over bodies to get what they want, now what they want, I talked to another person, she's a Christian, and she said, but Kari, you know, they want to be God." Because I can't find another motivation than domination. They want to dominate. And this is a very difficult thing to attack. And the only way to do it is by grassroots movement. Because, And it's impossible to comprehend because if you have a sane brain, like most people have, like they would not kill their neighbor because even if the neighbor has a bigger house, because you just don't do that. It's just, you know, it's against our nature, like you said. So this is the difficult part. It's not, it's superhuman in a way, not in a mysterious or a religious way, but
1: who knows? Yeah. There may be metaphysical aspects to it. We, 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 well, yeah,
0: there might be, but, but the point is that it's domination. The whole Israel project, for example, that has nothing to do with religion. It's about domination. Yeah, and power. land.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's, yeah, domination because all the, all the things that our leaders do. Is it for the greater good of the people living in the country they are, they are leading? No, it is not. For example, in what way does it benefit the Norwegian people that, in our name, hundreds of bombs were over innocent Libyan people? Mm. Does that benefit Norwegians? No, it does not. Does all the wars that USA engage in benefit the American people? Absolutely not. Americans are living in poverty more and more. They're living in a society of fear.
1: And they just voted how much did they voted on Trump now to to expand yes. the military budget? They've expanded I forgot the number. Hundreds uh, it's of obscene. It's yeah. obscene so, yeah. so much that every American could get free healthcare and free education for decades onwards. To Bernie Sanders, they say, "Oh, oh, oh yeah, all these pipe dreams. Who should finance this shit? Right? It's unrealistic." Mm. But they never, they never say that when it comes to unnecessary waste, like the war budget. America, obviously, are having. If you put together all the other countries in the world, I, I think the American military budget is like what the seventeen top countries in the world. No, together. it's number
0: one yeah yeah it's, it's yeah I mean do, if you
1: put together china russia yeah, yeah. Uh, Europe uh, you know everyone
0: it still doesn't it still doesn't add up exactly, but the thing is, Americans are so used to living in fear, they've been at war, I think maybe they had like one week without war in the history of the <laughs> nation. It's not even a country, I'm sorry, I offend, but it's more like a criminal syndicate because yeah. it's <laughs> you know we've we've all seen the films of American school children Hiding under their yeah. desks, you know duck. <laughs> so the, yeah, it's like the country always need an imaginary enemy, and not before the people refuse to accept this notion, they can continue because now they're doing the same with Iran, all the me hype is now going a against yeah. Iran because Iran... I'm ran... a bit
1: worried because because Trump, unlike most other people who think he's he knows what he's doing, I think he just remember Iran back in the day when they were the fundamentalist people, right? And now, so he thinks that's where the terrorists are. And I don't no, think... No, he
0: does not. He does okay, not. Okay, I don't
1: think he will stop an invasion. Uh, if he wanted to do that, why would he get... First off, why does he have that big <laughs> Nikki Haley as a and and we can say this is the internet we can swear and why does he take the neocons like John Bolton on because board because
0: he's just a he's just look somebody i don't know in one of the interviews president of syria bashar al-assad was asked if he wanted to meet with trump he said why should i meet with donald trump he's not the one running the united states
2: exactly
0: it's not the president who is running the show mmm that's that's it doesn't matter who's the president of the united states okay so there's a little variation here and there but it doesn't matter every single president of the united states either be it democrat or be a republican they all have their wars there is it doesn't yeah matter. but
1: but hang on let's say you are a narcissist and let's say that you are not very smart and you live in a moment and you're just a tactician. You're never a strategician. Let's yeah. say, you, yeah, let's say you're also, um, full of yourself and a control freak. All
0: politicians
1: are like that. Yeah, but let's say you're all this to an extent where you don't care about consequences. You can say what you want about the psychopath. She knew consequences. She knew how to, you know, maneuver in a way that she wouldn't expose herself. Let's, but let's say you are all of these things and you don't give a damn then you are dangerous for powers that be, because a president with that attitude could cause some... Of course, they can take him out, right? Uh, and they don't have to assassinate oh, him, they can... really,
0: I'm sure they've made the plans to do it.
1: Well, I don't know, because the thing, I wonder, is it like in some areas, Trump is allowed to follow his instincts, like, say, in North Korea, and there he can actually take America out of conflict?
0: Well, what happened in North Korea, actually? Well, not
1: much yet, but if it lasts, then he has created peace, right?
0: Between who? Between South and North Korea? He didn't do
1: that. No, no, between uh, taking America out of the... Uh, There's
0: still no peace treaty.
1: They're in war, I know. But
0: technically, you know, formally, those two countries are still yeah. at war.
1: Yeah, but I mean. No, it- I
0: don't, I don't, uh, I mean, for sure, I'm happy that Hillary Clinton did not win the election because she's really, I mean, in my opinion, she's a crazy person. But yeah. it doesn't really matter because the people running the show. But she's
1: smart, crazy. Don't, don't you think? Uh, she-
0: yeah, but you know. I don't know. I, I don't think it's so important, actually, because what Americans have to attack is this, this, the structures of their country. You know, it's the whole. Yeah, no,
1: it's a system. It's the
0: whole system. True. The, this. That's why it's so ridiculous to see all the energy that people use to, to still the Democrats. A lot. Big part of the Democrats in the population are obsessed with Donald Trump and Russia. Obsessed. Yeah, and Russia. Forget it.
1: But but that should just shows you the power of the media.
0: Exactly. So, if the media had been as biased...
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you should now deconstruct it for us uh, as, you know, regard Syria. Because you have in your lecture so many excellent examples, e- even just down to the words they're using.
0: Oh, that's number one. You have to have the language, because language creates attitude, right? Yeah. So, the minute you hear about the country... That a country has a regime, you know, it's, it's set for <laughs> intervention or something. Like all yeah. of us, you know, up until 2010, nobody talked about Syria. All of a sudden, after being powerful, I don't know how many years, Assad became a dictator. Mm. Why? According to what I talked to, because he said no.
1: Mm.
0: He said no to USA.
1: Uh, and the power, uh, no, no, I mean, the oil. Uh,
0: well, that also. He,
1: he's helping Russia with there, but you have the other one.
0: Yeah. He said no. He said we are a sovereign country. We decide for ourselves. The complete opposite of what Norway does, just to give you an example. Yeah. We have American soldiers on our soil. It is a breach of our basic politics. Yep. We are. Yeah. So you could look at it different ways. I see it as being an occupied country. What would happen to our country if our government said no to America? I don't know, but I don't think it would be very pleasant because we are already occupied, so you see? Mm. And of course, in the media, you have to create attitude people. You have to create an image of something. And one of the most common things to do is to personify a country. Like I said in the first part of our talk, Syria becomes Assad. So you have to have the memes.
2: Yeah.
0: Because it's so much easier to say, yeah, we're going to bomb Assad than, oh, we're going to bomb Syrian children, women and men. And animals, yeah, you can't say that, but that's the truth. That's what they're doing. Mm. They're not bombing Assad. They're not sanctioning Assad. They're sanctioning the whole population of Syria. Mm. But you can't say that because people will say, hey, that doesn't sound right to me. What have they done to me? And instead of calling head-chopping, raping, blood-sucking mercenaries terrorists, you can call them rebels because rebels sounds really nice, Mm. right? like in uh, the occupied Palestine, you call people settlers. Now, when I hear settlers, I get the you know, the little uh, little house on the prairie images, you know, like uh, <laughs> exactly. it, it sounds really cozy. Very
1: good for you use against America, right? Yeah. They get this romantic notion. Exactly. And then yeah. you
0: have the magic word for people on the left, revolution. Oh, yeah. In Syria, it was a revolution. Hmm. Wait a minute. A revolution. There are revolutions and revolution is done by people for the people. Now, let's look at what the so-called rebels did in Syria. Well no, I'm doing I'm using quotation marks on the word rebels, right? Yeah. They bombed corn silos, oil refineries, cultural heritage, churches, especially churches, they went after Christians with a vengeance. I've been to places where they told horrific stories of how they yeah, they really went after the Christians. Uh, schools, I, I saw hospitals in Eastern Allah that used to be hospitals, which is for the good of all Syrians, turned into Sharia courts and prisons. Mm-hmm. That's not a revolution. Revolution should be about evolution. When you want revolution, you want to evolve your country.
1: It's against oppression. It's not to facilitate oppression.
0: Yeah, and certainly not to destroy your country. Like Palmyra, why why should they destroy Palmyra, which is like the, the history of us all? No, but our media called it revolution. And still today, still today, there are people on the left saying, Oh, yeah, it started with uh, some innocent teenager who wrote some graffiti on the wall and blah, blah, blah. These are myths. These are creations. Yeah, there were demonstrations in Syria and they were, you know, because the police in Syria were not armed, you know. Mm. They were unarmed. It's not like in America where, pe- where the police have guns. They were unarmed.
1: Yeah. You saw what happened to Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. They were knocked down and arrested by the police.
0: Yeah. So, you see, that's the Arab Spring of United States. It was...
1: It was crushed. Yeah.
0: And then you have the word civil war. There's never been a civil war in Syria. It's a lie. It's never been people against people. Impossible. There were demonstrations, lawful legal demonstrations uh, for reforms that were actually... Project. Uh, ...put in power. Yeah, because, like they said you know he's been reforming the country and a lot of reforms were made for example one of the reforms and a lot of economical ones and participation and really great reforms mm. <clears throat> but one of the demands from the jihadis, is because in syria in the universities the niqab you know the veil where you only see the eyes
1: yeah.
0: of the ladies worked it which i totally agree with
1: it was like uh, turkey used to be in tunisia
0: Right, exactly. So, so the jihadis, they didn't want that. But, you know, there were reforms. So they demonstrated against that. Like they didn't want like co-ed classes. So these were like what we would call extremists in our country, right? Mm. So there were some demonstrations and some of economical nature as well. But that's totally different from what happened later. And the, I will tell you a story. A personal friend of mine, a doctor that I mentioned before.
2: Yeah.
0: So he was doing his military service as a doctor and he was in the hospital in Dara. And so the, the things started and there were casualties between, you know, the, the infiltrators. And then they started to kill not only security police, but also other demonstrators, a well-known tactic in demonstrations. They were told to uh, give priority to civilian casualties. It was a military hospital, but they were told that priority number one is for the civilians. They were watching Al Jazeera. And at that time, you know, Al Jazeera was seen as uh, a credible source of uh, news yeah, which it shouldn't have been because they did major fake news in the Libyan. Yeah. because uh, yeah, they, they,
1: yeah. they had their interest. I mean, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. think they did a better job before. Maybe
0: in the beginning. But
1: when it comes to facilitate Islamism, they're on board.
0: Of course, they all the whole Arab League hated Gaddafi because he told them to his their face what he thought about the way they did things. You know, he was a yeah. So they all hated him. So Al Jazeera was already compromised, but all people knew that, right? So mm. they were watching TV in the, you know, the rest area for the doctors and they had to give priority to civilian casualties. And what did Al Jazeera report? Oh, the doctors in the hospital filming their hospital have been denied to treat civilians. Mm. And two days later or something like that, there were about 40 doctors. It was a quite it was a, maybe even more, at least 40 doctors. So, a few days later, they were sitting there also, uh, taking a break, some of them, and the Aljazeera reported, all the doctors had fled the hospital, there are no doctors here to treat casualties. His hospital, and another person that I actually made a interview with now, uh, I was there, he's, he's, he works with motion pictures, mm-hmm. He said that he was, he was living in Damascus at that time and he was watching, yeah, some news channel, not the Syrian state TV, some other. And they were reporting like, yeah, the, the streets are full of rebels shooting and this and that. And he looked out his window and he said, <laughs> and there was nothing going on. Blatant lies to people afraid. And to give a false impression, not only to the world outside, but also to Syrians, because Syrians were watching Al Jazeera, you know, they were trusting it. Mm. So from the very beginning, the reporting and the terms and everything has been completely compromised. And then there were the alleged killing of journalists. Now I'm saying alleged, because at the beginning, there were the ISIL um, rash videos where they executed prisoners, and they were very elaborate. You will have to have a lot of knowledge of production to do this type of production is very elaborate several cameras great lightning you know very theatrical
1: yeah but look look it's not a mystery anymore we know that western intelligence, nato intelligence, especially british intelligence have been involved in current time not just old times like i talked about how they built it in the old days it's still going on white helmets you mentioned white helmets the guy who is running the whole thing from england he is, am um, I, is a six or five. I forget. I always yeah, miss those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. not a mystery. It's, it's a matter of documentation. People can look into this. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, this, it's very elaborate. You see, it's never been done exactly in this way before, because the intelligent thing about, I'm not saying journalists were not murdered. But I'm sure yeah. there were at least uh, lots of Syrian journalists have been killed. That's a fact. They have this big wall, uh, where the TV station is with, with all the, the martyrs, you know, but anyway. What happened was that, okay, so if you're a Western news agency, you have responsibility for your employees. So obviously they would not send their journalists to a place where they risked having chopped off. Mm. Very smart move from the terrorists or the people behind the terrorists yeah. because that meant that they could control all the information coming out. And boy, did they. Yeah. And you have this, uh, there's this uh, a Norwegian journalist who tried to challenge Eva Bartlett was a little bit of a meeting in the
1: UN. Oh my God, I was so embarrassed. The Norwegian <laughs> guy from Oftenposten, yes. the evening uh, uh, post, it's so embarrassed because he's a typical... He's a Higher middle class. He he's never been. They go to these schools. They have. I mean, in old days, they wanted to be journalists, like you know the romantic ideal of a Robert Fisk or or this brave war correspondent. Right? They're not like mm. this anymore. They are now uh, push, snobbish, spoilt brats. Yeah, but you—that's
0: true. But you also have to take in consideration the cuts in the media business. Yeah. Like you know, before they used to have. Yeah, it's part of the reason, and the deadlines are oh they're like really you know so they they have to produce a lot of material and they don't have the time to, to go out and do their own investigative journalism that's one aspect that you know i'll give them that you know
1: No, yeah nobody's paid for that but they still uh, ever bought is a brilliant example of someone who in the old days would be hailed she would want prices right yes, she yes. would be the old uh, school uh, investigative... Like John
0: Filger and Fisk and
1: everybody, yeah. Yeah. But now they become bloggers, they become independent, and they become bullied and marginalized. They are accused of being a conspiracy.
0: You know, it's quite... Obvious, because like Vanessa Beely and Eva Bartlett have been traveling extensively in Syria during the crisis. They've interviewed firsthand people straight out of Ghouta, straight out of eastern Aleppo as it was liberated. They've interviewed the people and they have been totally ignored by the Western media. They have done some stuff on RT, but RT is being demonized. You know, Russian television is also being demonized in our media. And on the other hand, you have BBC who have produced... Oh. Not only BBC,
1: the most most state controlled. They say RT is controlled. <laughs> yeah. BBC is the most corrupt, corrupt television, even worse than our own, and our own is pretty bad. Well, the thing Norway. is, you
0: know, that's a claim, but it, it's also it's, it can also be documented. No, no,
1: it's it's a matter of documentation. BBC people themselves have made programs documenting that BBC started on a Blair. It probably started earlier, but on the Blair, it really got systemized. Yeah. They they kicked off uh, even the BBC chief and all journalists who were against the war. Same happened in America. Famous journalists with high ratings had their own shows but when they were against the war in Iraq bam, off off you go. And what happened? The idiots who have told us how things would become, who were wrong those for the wars they were promoted and those who were against the wars they were uh, fired and never reinstated or anything. So they have Well,
0: let's put it this way. If you're a journalist, you, know, you shouldn't be either for or against, but you should report accurately. And one of the most common ways to lie is by omitting. Yeah. You yeah. can lie without actually telling a lie, but you can omit a big chunk of the information so that the Good final impression on the viewers or the readers is not accurate. And BBC have actually not only done reporting, biased reporting, they have actually produced themselves totally staged, not fake reporting, but staged. They've, they've been part of stage. For example, there was this uh, alleged chemical attack somewhere in Syria. I don't remember. And it's, I mean, it's almost a parody. Which one? <laughs> I don't remember exactly uh, because there's this guy who's actually done a lot of research in it. But no. can you just, I'll, I'll describe it to you. Imagine part of it. Imagine that you take a bunch of people into a hotel room. Because you can see it's a hotel room because uh, it's quite nice. And they act like somebody from the movie Thriller. Do you know the Michael Jackson Thriller video?
1: Yeah, where they dance. With so torn weird.
0: clothes and this strange type of staccato dancing sort of way. Yeah, And they moan. And then so all of a sudden they discover they're on camera and they start acting. And you cannot <laughs> believe it.
1: <laughs> I have to see it's this.
0: Incredible. So And that's a BBC right, production. Right. Yeah. So, so the thing is, they realized when I say they, I mean the, whoever can have the power to do all this, but the media was to be kept under control. And they learned from that, from the first Gulf War and certainly from the Vietnam War. Uh, I mean, every rep- war. No, no, but in, you know the reporting from the Vietnam War. You saw the dead bodies of American soldiers. You saw their intestines yeah. going all over the place. They certainly didn't want to repeat of that. So no. to control the media is super important because that's the
1: ones. But it goes. It goes even beyond the media now. It goes in like like even here in Norway. You you said in your lecture that uh, one of the most uh, highest in, in Middle East uh, researcher.
0: Yes, yeah, Cecile Helles, right?
1: Yeah even to even so it's not just the media it's all sorts of people who have uh,
0: yeah okay so that's a very important thing the think tanks yeah so she wrote a book which was kind of at least she said you know hey this is completely against international law to go into syria so and so and then and she was on the tv stations but when she started talking about these things you know poof, all of a sudden she was gone and where did she go to she went to atlantic council now, atlantic council is a think tank warmonger think tank uh people should look up all these things and they recently everything
1: all our claims
0: yes absolutely because
1: you will you will hear people chills who will accuse maybe even me but at least Carly yeah
2: they can do
1: that oh yeah but she's uh on board for this or she's compromised by that or she's a miluni or she's a conspiracy you don't have to believe us or them just check the facts. And if you are too lazy to check the facts, then you better just take our word for it, okay? Either yeah. you check the facts or you take our word for it. That's your two options.
0: But, but you should also consider this. You can consider two things. I don't have a dog in this fight. I have nothing to gain, zero to gain about, in what, on the contrary, I have a lot to lose and the price is high.
1: Exactly. And always they make this false dichotomy. They take the poor, they take the independent, they take those who are just, and and they try to, uh, it's like, uh, it reminds me of Palestine and Israel. They try to make that into a war. it's like saying that a Jew in a Nazi concentration camp, he's like on the one hand, and then you have the leader of the concentration camp, and that's that's how they portray it, and it's the same when it comes to media, it comes, media has huge incentive and interest to lie and propagandize about this, even if it didn't want to it would have to, because it's controlled well,
0: they have two things, like first of all we have to see the, the, the way that the media industry is organized, there used to be tens or hundreds of independent medias that made newspapers exactly. and so forth but now it's there are like three four owners who own all the media so, you know mainstream media but look at this well, let's go back to atlantic council uh, yeah. so their 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 uh, slogan is working together to secure the future now we can ask whose future and just to give <laughs> yeah. an example, to just an illustration of what the Atlantic Council is. Remember Madeleine Albright, who was the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for the Clinton administration? Yeah. She's the one who said, when confronted with the the, the fact that, you know, this before uh, USA invaded Iraq, they had severe sanctions that I mentioned before, right?
1: Ten years of destroying the country. Yeah.
0: So, The result, just from the sanctions, I'm not talking about the war, that's in addition, Mm. but the sanctions killed 500,000 children in Iraq. 500,000 children in Iraq died directly as a consequence of the sanctions. And 60 Minutes, you know, the American uh, TV show, interviewed Madeleine Albright and said, well, 500,000 children, that's more than in Hiroshima. That's, that's, That's a very high price. And she said price we think is worth it yeah so back to the psychopaths right now yeah. atlantic council just awarded madeline albright the freedom award <laughs> you yeah. see just to m- make you understand that black this- is
1: white war is peace
0: yes so so this a, it's a clan of people a huge clan of people who award each other and awards are great. That's why they try. It's it's
1: called a superclass. And uh, there's an interesting author who made a book about this. Um, I think he's actually a part of uh, the mainstream and he uh, gathers, it's around 6,000 people, 300 families this is the globalist superclass where you, you know, where the top people in most countries who like Stoltenberg in, the, in Norway and those guys yeah, yeah, want, yeah. want to be a part of this elite, this globalist mm. cocktail yes. circles, yes, you know. Yes,
0: because you get a lot of benefits. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and they have their own bubbles. Yes.
0: And, and Hillary Clinton was just awarded the a, 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 a Harvard Awards, you know, for, for leadership or I don't know, human uh, uh, I don't remember, all their battles, won and lost, something, something. And why?
1: Because academia is eroded, just like the media.
0: Exactly. but Every give,
1: institution.
0: Right. But the thing is that by giving somebody an award, you, you sort of give them credibility. For example, they've tried yeah. to get the white helmets to be recipients of the Nobel Peace Prize, right? Oh so in the arguments, God. I've met that, uh, you know, oh, what What are you saying? White helmets, really? They've been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize after all. So, you see, it gives them a sort of credibility.
1: So so the general, the are these journalists or general people? Both. Oh, my God. Yeah, so yeah. General people actually think that white helmet is something... Uh, Good. Wow. Yeah. Because you have, have have you heard about this crazy CIA? He's a son of a CIA asset. He's from, um, I think in Nicaragua. He he calls himself Tu Halvorsen Mendoza. No. He has this fake human rights conference in Oslo. And and they are trying to and they are propped up by certain media. Uh, fortunately, most people have no in Norway at least have no clue who he is. And Jimmy Dore just took him down big time on YouTube. But anyway, see, they want to take over the peace conferences now because if these reactionary corrupt. Uh, globalist puppets can run every institute they run with. They can take over academia, media, and even voluntary organizations like Amnesty and all this. Yeah,
0: I'll talk to you about those afterwards because that's a huge part of the soft power work. Well, I don't
1: need to say anything more. Just take it now.
0: Yeah, so you have the media, the newspapers, television stations, etc. We've talked about them. Then you have the think tanks like Atlantic Council, which is just one of many, they are, and they are overfunded. And, you know, they use these beautiful words like global innovation, uh, yeah, really big words, like just their slogan, like working together to secure the future, which is just nonsense because they only work for war. They only work for the ruling classes. You know, they. No. like I said, they gave Madeleine Albright, who is responsible and dismisses the of 500,000 Iraqi children as something worth whatever price she was looking for. That's a maniac. That's a killer. And they award her with a Freedom Award just to tell you the mentality of these think tanks. Mm. And then you have what's called soft power, the NGOs and the so-called human rights organizations. And they are the the ones delivering information and alibis for interventions because up until, um, I think it was like yeah, just before the Balkans, right? Because the Balkans was also a big fake, using jihadi, so-called rebel thing. And so, in order to sell the wars, they have to use some sort of alibi. And what's better than saying that human rights are being violated, right? Mm-hmm. So, you have Human Rights Watch, whose leader, Ken Roth, I think is there for life, <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's a criminal. You know, he's obsessed with Assad and the whole barrel bomb meme. Hmm. You know, you heard about barrel bombs, right, in Syria? That's one of the
1: memes. Yeah. Which is actually yeah. And the gas, gases also. And gas, yeah. So,
0: and they are they have a very high degree of confidence in the population and credibility, and they're quoted by the media. But these are private organizations, and they have agendas. And if you see the the people going around in the leadership of these. Uh, organizations it's the same crowd as are in politics and in think tanks i'll give you a specific example of this
2: Okay.
0: there's a norwegian ngo called Norsk Volkjer, norwegian people's aid which should also be called usa aid because they've received millions from the united states i,
1: I used to support that because i thought oh the, these are like uh, neutral they're not like a exactly. christian group or, you know i thought they were good guys
0: yeah no they're not christian they are like the the actually the That's one of
1: the reasons I like them they didn't have an agenda Oh they
0: didn't yeah yeah okay yeah. sorry yeah <clears throat> so Nor- Norwegian prime minister brags that Norway oh, we are the champions of uh, human aid to Syria we've we've uh, pledged 10 billion Norwegian kroner uh, like that's like half one and a half billion american dollars mm. to Syria and rate, etc the thing is Norway has given zero Krona to Syria if you and this is information that's coming from public records, you know, you can go to the Foreign Department of Norway. They have everything is public and you can search you can put different search parameters and Norway has given zero Krona to Syria public sector Mm. all the money allocated from Norway to Syria is through private organization, for the most part, like Norwegian People's Aid. And where does that money go? It goes exclusively to... Don't tell
1: me. Terrorists?
0: Yeah, to Idlib. Mm. Idlib. Mm. Okay, in Idlib, there's like, I've seen videos of when the terrorists are coming from other areas because they have to make promotional videos to get more money, right? Like you have Mm. the White Helmets and you have a lot of different other uh, NGOs represented, but they don't have their own employees on the ground because it's too dangerous. Okay, mm. so that means that all the information that the NGOs are sub to our government to the media is compromised because Idlib is 100% controlled by Al-Qaeda All aspects of the society within in Idlib is controlled by Al-Qaeda mm. So that means that all the people who are so-called working for the NGOs are also controlled by Al- Al-Qaeda And all the information going out mm. For example, last year Norwegian people, they got 30 million kroner for Idlib. Hmm. Now, where are the receipts? There are none. How do we know who got the money? We don't. We only have Norwegian people a's word for it. And where do they get their info from Al Qaeda? Okay, hmm. so they have thirty million krona. They can't transfer 30 million krona to Syria because there are no bank because of the sanctions, yeah, there are no banks.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Okay, so you have to transfer the money to let's say Turkey. But you cannot You have to take the money, you have to cash the money. What sort of bank will give you like a million dollars or ten million dollars or in cash? So you have to have that sort of bank facilitation. And you have to transport cash from Turkey or maybe from Jordan, but most likely Turkey, into Syria. But in what currency? Dollars? You can't change dollars in Syria, but as I told you, the terrorists who were in Isengut had $900 million in cash. Dollars in cash.
1: Yes, $900 million dollars in cash. Uh, obviously, coming straight from America, taxpayer money.
0: We don't know where the money comes from, but it certainly has, a lot of it has come through the so-called NGOs. And, you know, you have all the, you have one, the, the UN special N representative for Syria is Jan Egeland. He used to work for Norwegian people aid before, and he's been in the media a lot of time with Crocodile Tears.
1: But but actually, he's not always just followed the... He's been critical actually about the Western. Uh, I've seen some uh, things where he... Uh, but you think he's compromised too?
0: Absolutely. Um, oh, okay. He's been crying Crocodile Tears for example when Eastern Aleppo was still under siege by the terrorists. Oh, there are Two hundred and fifty thousand people starving. We need to get in aid. And uh, okay. huh. but when they liberated Eastern Aleppo, they find weapons. They found weapons and medicines to keep going. Yeah, but maybe he
1: was an idiot. Maybe he was ignorant. No,
0: no, no, no. He is no idiot. He knew, he's doing okay. this. He's run. He's been running the same show. He was first. He was also heading Human Rights Watch, which is now Ken brought. He, he goes around. That's the point. Okay. The point is the NGOs. Okay, let's be large. Let's say they don't know what their money is being used for. Let's say. I don't.
1: By the I don't. way, what does the NGO stand for?
0: Oh, non governmental organization.
1: Oh, right, right.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, which is actually also misleading because, like Norwegian people, they get a lot of money from the yeah. Norwegian yeah. government or the Norwegian taxpayers. My point is to make it a little shorter the money that the Norwegian or American or British taxpayers pay to their government which is allocated to ngos Mm. or the so-called humanitarian organization is in a large part used for weapons you can say that the terrorism in syria is being continued with european or american tax
1: money Mm. yeah so it's not just a military war it's not just a media and information war. this
0: is what you call a soft power war Soft right. power, work, which has been described by Hillary Clinton and many, it's strategical. It's because you
1: have it's to economical.
0: Yes, it's it's the NGOs. I if I just have uh, people shouldn't give any money to any so called humanitarian or or uh, a human rights organization. They are all compromised. We saw that in um, this example. There have been manufacturing reports that have later being debunked. and they always work in the interest of nato interventions for example some years back they had huge posters uh, applauding nato in afghanistan nato keep the good work going or something like that so and it's so depressing No, when people hear this they're like oh can we please isn't it enough can you please stop you know because all our world is being turned upside down like in Norway, we have these galas, you know, where the TV stations, they collect money for the charity, so-called human areas yeah, and charities. Yeah, yeah. Don't give any money to that. That's my opinion, because they are totally compromised.
1: I, I say give money, but find the charity. There's so much... You won't. You won't. No, no. I'm saying you, a listener go out and find a charity that you can support because there's a million good forces in the world today. I mean, there's people, okay, against uh, beating animals, give them money, but never support these big mainstream charities because they are corrupted.
0: Yeah, you know, stay in your own country. Listen, people have more than enough to do in their own country. Politicians, and that's that's why they're demonizing the politicians of Eastern Europe because they're saying, hey, we're in Hungary or we're in whatever country. We're supposed to, to work for the benefits of our own citizens.
1: Well, not, hang on. Ukraine is an actual Nazi government. But obviously, what did they do there? There they supported that government. Oh,
0: yeah. The EU and America have propped up that government with yeah. billions. And in
1: other words... Our Western powers have no problem propping up Islamists, fanatical, crazy, heart-eating, slave-selling Islamists, and they don't mind propping up Nazis, yeah. pure-blood Nazis. Real
0: Nazis, I real. remember, real Nazis. Not symbolic,
1: yeah. not, not, mm. not slander word. So... And, and then they try to demonize Putin and Assad. It's mm-hmm. insane. So, uh, so you see, they use these wild forces to uh, destabilize the world. You know, what's her face, Naomi? The shock doctrine.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's, climb now, we climb. yeah,
1: it's a part of a strategy. It's, it's a shock and all strategy. It's, it's the, yes. go in, scramble everything, just suddenly like a lightning strike from nowhere. And when people are in, Chuck and Peter's Day then go in and just um, restructured. And they do the same thing even among, what's it called? Um These tornadoes that uh, strike America.
0: Yeah, natural disasters.
1: Yeah, disasters and stuff. It's kind of the same thing going on there. And that's how you can, you know, just because they're not patient enough. They want to take over the structure with their own infrastructure and they want to do it in a mass and sudden step instead of this yeah. incrementalism that's going on. It takes too mm. long of a time because mm-hmm. then you have to battle people's institutions you have to influence our opinions, all that stuff. It's just a hassle. Easiest thing is to do it uh, shock and all.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's... Uh, and,
0: and coming back to the motivation, that's that's the that's the really crazy thing about it. You know, why are they doing this? I mean, we are all going to die one day. I mean, unless they're like vampires, these people think they're going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. We have a limited time as humans on this earth. And it's just quite fascinating and not in a good way people are using it to spread death and destruction and pain and suffering and and they they're still capable of drinking champagne and having a good time and the presence of psychopaths in our society absolutely underrated and underreported and has to be dealt with because This is a fact. There is a certain percentage of humans who are psychopaths. They have no... Clinical
1: psychopaths, yes.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, of course, the concentration... But the
1: stupid psychopaths, they end up in jail. But the smart psychopaths, if you live in a world where you are… Um, well,
0: it's being rewarded. Exactly. Psychopath it, behavior is being rewarded exactly. in our society. And even with corporations and, yeah, she's a go-getter and, you know, yeah. Not
1: even. I mean, especially in copocracy. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so. So we should expect all, all the psychopaths in the world to uh, ascend to power. We should just expect it.
0: Yes, exactly. We should
1: assume that's what's going on. Where, that's where they're ending up.
0: Yes, that's it, and we have to try to cre- create structures to bring them down. Yeah. because they they are not acting in the interest of the people. They are just acting in the interest of some insane reward that they want. If it's like acclamation from
1: their- yeah, but but you see, here is a very important caveat, and that's that. When we react against them, we cannot fall for their scheme because they're psychopaths on both uh, side of a conflict. And those two psychopaths have uh, the same interest. Let's say um, Israel and Palestine. Israel facilitated Hamas. Yeah, of course. Uh, People think, people think that uh, extreme Zionism and uh, extreme radical Islam like Hamas are enemies. They're not really enemies. The real enemies are those who want peace, those who are moderates. So, So we can't fall for the hate Mm -hmm. that's not the solution when they try to whip up hate and Mm -hmm. primitive solution then we are playing right into it's like the devil puts his people out demons out in the leadership in every conflict Uh, left right it doesn't matter right i I used to say it's not a matter of left and right anymore it's a matter of uh, totalitarianism and autonomy it's a matter of basically, on the one hand, you have people who want freedom and liberty, no matter if they're left or right or centre, and on the other hand, you want those who want centralism and tyranny more and more. Uh, like you say, France is becoming a, a goddamn uh, oh, it's
0: under martial law.
1: Paradox of their own revolution, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, 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 and that's why. I mean, this sounds very hippie-like, but. It's very important to keep believing it, you know, to be, to keep believing in the good of people, to keep trusting people. Like, I don't remember, some authors said, if you're in trouble, go to the poor people. They will always help you. True. So we have to keep the faith in us as humanity. It's because I know a lot of people, they feel this, they feel worn and they feel apathy and they feel like, It doesn't matter if they do anything. They can't do anything. They have no power.
1: Yeah, the problem is they've been watching too much mainstream media. Exactly. The good news, people, is that 90%... If you have like 10 people, it's just one of those 10 who are uh, like this. The other nine wants the best thing. But you know what? Exactly.
0: Uh, And we can cooperate.
1: We can. I think it was Goebbels who said it. And he, remember people, he was the genius of propaganda, right? Mm. Uh, I think it was him who said that, uh, you know, you can't tell a small lie. Because people, people themselves tell small lies and they will see through it. Yes. You have to make the lie incredibly big. Mm. Because if you do that they will believe it because yeah. they can't fathom themselves doing this with a straight face, thinking you can get away with it. Yes. And that's, that's when, when yes. we come to the sleepwalkers, the part of the population who still are hypnotized by the mainstream media, they don't realize this is going on. It's too big for them. And that's why first they get angry and they fight it and they attack you. And, and when you talk about people getting tired and defightistic, and that's just a process in awakening. It's like, it's like what was Gandhi who said it first, they ignore you, then they ridicule you, then they attack you, and then you are getting taken seriously. Mm. And that's, that's what's going on here. So people who are, you know, oh, the world, oh, I can't stand it anymore. That's just a part in the process, you know, and people who attack Mm. you and bully you or try to silence you is just a part of their own awakening process. And you as a martyr, you as a, as a real rebel, real hero of of the light of the people, that's part of the price you are paying because you know it 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 brings them eventually to awakening. If they were psychopaths, it wouldn't be any hope for them. But most people ain't psychopaths, so it's worth doing mm. this.
0: Yeah, and, and psychopaths are incurable; they can't be cured. So it's it's not you know it's not like you change them, and that's why we have to focus on the nice people, right, and stick together. And you said the thing about people becoming tired because there was too much MSM. I sent back my, uh, my, I don't know how, to, how, what they call it in America, but you know, my decoder, the thing that gives you television yeah. in my home, you know, the yep. little box. Uh, I totally stopped watching. I already, I didn't watch a lot, but I sometimes would watch like a sitcom or something and I completely stopped. I haven't watched, you know, commercial news for
1: yeah.
0: a long time. Also, I never watch blockbuster movies or stuff like that. Because really? They're all part- no, I don't. <laughs> it's
1: entertainment.
0: Yeah. Oh, but it's propaganda too. Because there are a lot of attitudes yeah. that are being repeated. I for know. example, and th- those are very effective because it's just entertainment, right? Mm, no, they're not. For example, if you look... Yeah, in- but it
1: doesn't work on me, so I can, I can watch it. I <laughs> love science fiction. Because um, that's where you get the big production. Panther yeah. sponsors. But not for they're free. They're in bed with. I know, so CIA you know, you truth
0: there are certain attitudes that you could never never expose or express in a movie created by the the, by the help of the pentagon and it's impossible to make a a science or military movie without the help of the american military actually it's true i mean i watch movies but i i'm very selective i'm very selective in fitness and i i eat healthy i'm not a crazy person i eat everything i can take a glass of wine from time to time and all that but I'm very picky more and more about what's going to go into my brain.
1: Mental fitness, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because propaganda comes in so many various forms. And you will see that there are certain attitudes that are exactly the same being expressed in most productions. It's the same. The same goes for, you know, stereotyping people like you would never Ever have a Russian or Arab hero in an American movie or production? Never. No. But you will see bad guys. Stereotypes yeah. a lot.
1: Yeah. In fact, in fact, if it wasn't for the subtle propaganda through entertainment, uh, it would be harder to sell the disinformation through the mainstream channels. Yeah. But I want to say, uh, I, I, I noticed this in the demonization of RT. I, I thought it was amazing that even Norwegian people were supposed to be a little uh, educated. They're falling for the false dichotomy because they try to portray like, oh, CNN, Fox, um, uh, NBC, MSNBC, all this shit on one hand, and RT on the other hand, as if they are equals. But as a matter of fact, and I'll be branded as a Russian propagandist now, (laughs) but that's okay. It
0: doesn't take much these days, you know.
1: (laughs) No, but it's a matter of a... That means I've done something to make a difference. It's (laughs) like a medal for me. So I hope someone bothers to do it. Anyway, I just want to say about RT. Is there any people out there, sympathizers with our show, even who thinks this meme that, yeah, okay, so BBC and CNN and all this, yes, they are compromised, but RT is also compromised on the other hand, right? It's like we're trying to be balanced, but it's not true. Because what Putin did, which is a stroke of genius, actually... Obviously, Putin has his own interests. I'm not saying he's like a saint and everything from Russia is is good. But what he does is very simple. He learned from... Because back in the Soviet times, what did uh, the West do? They tried to bring news into the Soviet. They tried to be like the freedom thing. And today it's the opposite. Today, uh, the Western media is controlled and Putin's doing exactly the same. He's not controlling the news. He's just taking all the journalists who's driven from truth-saying, in Western media. And he's saying, here, come a plane. Are we going to finance this thing? You can do whatever you want. That's why you have yeah. libertarians stop, there.
0: Yeah. I'm you just going to stop you because you yeah? say Putin, like you're, you're personalized. Yeah, I, I don't think he does anything with RT. No.
1: Actually, actually, you know what? He, mm. he shows up on these RT, international RT dinners where journalists from the West can go and meet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's something else. He makes himself available. And it's it's so amazing to see like since you're
1: talking. But, but hang on, I want I want yeah, oh, f- so to. am sorry, go ahead. My point was that they let uh, dissidents in the West get to RT And uh, give them a job. And that's why you won't find just one political. You will find all the political factions that doesn't have a voice in the West. You'll find uh, libertarians. You'll Mm. find uh, progressives, uh, socialists, all all sorts of people who are marginalized and truth-saying journalists, researching journalists. And they can do whatever they want. I, I often wondered... That they can do whatever they want, except for criticizing Russia. Even that would be a good deal, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, but have, there are lots but, of. But uh... yeah, they
1: even criticize Russia. Yes. So the So they can do whatever they want. It's not equivalent. RT is not controlled. I, I don't expect this to last forever. Maybe at some point they will pull the plug. But right now, RT is actually like shows on the internet, like my show. They are not controlled. They are. Uh, and, and why? Because uh, he believes in truth and freedom. I don't think so. I think it's very cynical. First off, I think it's a market for for this. I think it's a market for dissidents because they, they don't have a voice. It's a good business uh, opportunity. Second of all, especially now after uh, Russia has been demonized, mm. it's good to have an outlet to counter the propaganda. It's necessary for Russia to have this. But this happened, they did this even before Russia started to get demonized. But now especially. Third, I think it's good to keep, it helps an opposition in America and in the Western world. The opposition in the West would be very poor off if the, if we couldn't, you know, reach people, right? Mm. So if you, if your real enemies are the regime in America, then you do anything to, you know, support the opposition. And this is how they should do it. If they really won't take down, a certain regime in any country you should really uh, help the opposition peacefully with the finance media but of course if the rulers are not bad <laughs> that doesn't even help right because you have to have bad rulers
0: yeah i'm just i'm just a big fan of leaving countries alone yeah,
1: i agree with you non interventionist i I, yeah.
0: I don't think and but it's quite funny that uh, the land of the free so-called united <laughs> yeah. states you know they forced rt journalists to register as foreign agents they're so afraid of information reaching people and really if the best thing anyone can do is just take a break from mainstream media stop watching you'll see it's like it's a little bit like eating chocolate like if you eat chocolate and then you stop once you taste it again you'll wow you're like damn this stuff is really sugary and disgusting and how could i even eat this because i when i go to the gym you know they have tv tv screens all over the place and i'm just amazed wow i I keep forgetting how hysterical mainstream media is you know not only the news which is a charade but even the the programming what people are watching i mean they have you see, we only have a certain amount of attention available and we have emotional span. So, for example, franchise shows like America, America's Got Talent. I don't know how they call it in different
1: countries. Corey, I love that show. You know why? Oh,
0: you do? I'm sorry. I'm going to kill it for you now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can try. But you know why I love it? I know it's commercial. I know it's a bread and circus for the people. But I love it because two things. One... It shows human creativity. No,
0: it does not. That's the point.
1: It could be much worse things, reality. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I'm talking about the participants. They're sweet and, and nice and everything. That's not I'm what genius.
1: I'm, often very brilliant people.
0: That, yeah, but that's not my point. Okay. That's, that's, I agree with that. Right? Well, maybe. I mean, I don't watch it, but for sure. They're earnest. Oh, you should.
1: Oh, there's so much weird stuff. The
0: people participating, they're earnest. You know, they really want to show them yeah. what they're doing. But the problem with these franchises, because it's franchised. These are standardized production, which means like, for example, in the judges panel, you always have the same gallery of personas. Like you have one sure. who's mean, one to everybody. You have the same expressions, you know, yeah. they like, oh, this is amazing. You're fantastic. You know, it's a setup. It's,
1: it's all choreographed. So it's a part of the same machine. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but
1: Big Brother, for instance, is much worse. But the
0: point. Yeah. And in every show, you'll have like a couple of participants are like oh you know they look like real in quotation marks losers you're they kind of awkward and
1: (laughs) shy they don't know know. they have
0: this sad story blah 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 and then wow they can sing and everybody stands up and everybody's crying and this is manufacturing of emotion because if you watch this kind of programs a lot your emotional responses are being you know Manipulated. Yep, yeah. Yep. So you need like really obvious, uh, standardized type of stimuli to have emotional response, which so, makes so you can you, become
1: addicted. Is that what you imply?
0: No, what it happens is it makes you flat because the subtle things around you, they won't trigger the same type of synapse in your brain. Right. It's like when right. you play video games or all the the notifications from your social media and all this. Every time you have a bell that rings or something, you have a flow. Right. It's called a synapsis I think in English, in your yeah. brain. It triggers happy hormones. You know, you have this flush of uh, excitement and this and that.
1: Yeah, I use it as a feel-good kick.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I watch like a six-year-old uh, singing like a, an a adult, I'm Amazed, and and they have this tear-dripping story. Yeah. I only needed to watch two different seasons to realize it was the same recipe. Again and again and again. Exactly. And you're a, you know, you're. I'm awake. I know what I'm doing. But it's like the difference. It's like someone smoking pot, but just occasionally, and they're not becoming addicted, right? (laughs) But my my point is, there's much worse thing they could force feed the population.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about the sum everything.
1: And there is worse things they're doing too, like Big Brother uh, mentality, like these uh, reality shows where they have these, you know, Jerry Springer, whatever. You know, Mm. it's so much trash out there. I agree with your main message which is, I threw away my TV I never regretted it. When I watch something, I myself have to find it. I have to retrieve it online. It it takes an effort. They're not force feeding Mm. me anything. And by the way people, you can find everything that's on television, you can find online. Okay? Yeah, if you want to. Yes.
0: But if we, uh, let's go back to the media in Syria because you know they've created uh, some memes for example, bell bombs. That's been a huge meme, like barrel bomb. If you Google barrel bombs, you'll see. Okay, so what are barrel bombs? First of all, all bombs are made to kill. <laughs> yes. You have to remember that, that that's what they're made for.
1: Barrel or not. Kill and yes. destroy. Yes. And
0: it doesn't matter for the person being killed by a bomb, whether it's a barrel bomb or just another type of bomb. And lots of countries use bombs. It's nothing special. They're cheap, and you don't have to use an airplane. You can just like slip it out of a helicopter or something cheaper. Mm. And they're more precise because if you drop a bomb from an airplane, of course, it's less easy to hit exactly the target. But that's been a huge mean in the Syrian, uh, the media war against Syria. Ah, oh, you know, Assad is using barrel bombs against his own population. And of course, civilians will die in a war. It's a war. That's mm. why war is horrible. That's why we should avoid war. These are the words of President Assad. He said, yeah, of course, civilians are dying because war is very bad. We don't we, we shouldn't make worse. So bomb has been one meme. And then all these alleged gas chemical attacks.
1: Yeah. Pathetic.
0: And I was asked during the presentation that I had recently, what about those? And I said the whole red thread through my whole presentation is look, think for yourself. Hmm. Use your brain. Stop letting your emotions do the the, the tricking of your mind and think. And every time there is a big summit, international summit coming up, or the Syrian army are doing advances or winning, there is a so-called chemical attack.
1: Yeah, I am amazed that the third time, uh, people were still falling. Yeah, your your go-to position, your default position, should always be: the authorities are lying, and they need to prove.
2: That yeah. they are telling the yeah, truth. Yeah. That's
1: your default. That's what Jimmy Dore always says. I have totally agree with him. So despite Iraq, despite Libya, despite Egypt, I throw Egypt in there too. And then mm. people, and then they fall for this again. Okay, let's give them that. And then the uh, uh, chemical attack. Okay, let's give them that. Then it's proven, like I always said, uh, it was uh, actually the terrorists. It wasn't Assad. Okay, mm. second time. People still fall for that. Mm. They still fall for that, yes. and, and then it's proven. Oh, oh shit! It was the terrorists again. Mm. Even though in all cases Assad never had anything to gain, so you could just, you know, analyze yourself uh, that it wasn't a regime. Of course, because look. And, but, but the third time, then it's starting to become criminal. If you're so stupid, yeah. What kind of um, chicken brain do these people have? You know, <laughs> no memory.
0: I'll tell you why. Because of the hate. No, because. The hate against Assad is ingrained in people through extreme media propaganda. Yeah,
1: it's manufactured hate. It's not real hate. Yeah,
0: you no, know, no. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but of course, we know that yeah. because it's just because of it you know, on TV. But, but the thing is, people. It's just a matter of thinking because. What is, and, and lots of experts have come out to say this, and the latest one from Eastern Ghouta, you even have the kid who's in the fake movie from the hospital where they're hosing them down, and his father testifying. The Western media ignored,
1: ignored. Oh, is this that kid that that was like uh, a meme all over? What's this, uh, f- full of dust? No,
0: you. no, no, you're thinking about Umran. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, back in April, there was a, a ledge chemical attack in eastern ghouta just before it was liberated very handy i mean they particularly won the syrian army had particularly won yeah and then there was this insane movie from a house where you saw a lot of dead bodies no doubt they were dead that's for sure and you saw they had like foam in certain of them had foam so no no doubt there's yep. no doubt that these people were dead But you saw different type of photos, so the terrorists, they rearranged them, you know, like, for example, there were two children laying apart in one photograph, and another one, they they had, like, put them together as though they had died together. Yeah,
1: manipulated. They
0: rearranged them. And then they had separate footage from a hospital where people came in and were hosed down with water, and it was hysterical, you know, people screaming and everything. But those two incidents had no connection whatsoever, and... This people of Eastern Ghouta, where this supposedly should have happened, they were like, no, nobody heard anything about the chemical attack. And the child and other people working in the hospital said all of a sudden there were people coming in screaming, gas, gas, chemical attack, and starting to hose down with cameras. And the little boy who was one of the people who testified, he said, yeah, he was just out on the street. And then they told him he would get sweets. If he came to the hospital and, you know, they used children as props and they traumatized children. But the testimonies of the real, but the point is that this, this, attack, this chemical attack was completely staged and the only source of information that they used because there was bombing after that. Remember, they used yeah. an excuse to bomb Syria again and they used YouTube videos our governments use YouTube videos from unknown sources as excuse to bomb a sovereign nation, killing civilians in that country. Are yeah, you
1: talking about the third one. The third one wasn't. Yeah, even... just
0: the last one. This, this last one, just some months ago. Yeah,
1: that, that wasn't even a chemical. There wasn't even chemical. Uh, yeah, that's yes. Completely invented. I mean, usually the rebels, as I call them, the terrorists, do it, and they blame. You Know the people
0: we don't know, s- we don't know, we don't
1: know. Oh, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. They found we- it. No, the first time and the second time is proven was, yeah, there was. S-
0: but the point is that, no, no, I mean, we don't know if it were actually any chemical attacks. You just see a lot of people running around screaming, and time
1: not even the first and the second time, but we know that they got it from Turkey. No,
0: because listen, listen, yeah, first of all, you have to have physical evidence, yeah. That's completely compromised. The collection of it, because, oh, the, you know, the AC didn't go in themselves. It was the people in the area who sent the, the samples. So it's completely compromised. So we don't know. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: We don't know. All we have seen are the videos. We've, ne- where are all the dead people from the other so-called chemical attacks? Where are the bodies? Never seen, never found. So, you know, everything can be fake. We don't know. But the point is that in any case, there is no strategical gain, no military gain, nothing for the Syrian defense yeah. to do these things. There is no logical out whatsoever. And when you look at the footage, it's almost like a parody. Now I've worked with television. I've worked with production. Yeah. You can see so easily that these things are complete stage as the pictures of the white helmets. To have somebody run towards the camera with a baby in the arms, that's not an easy shot to take. It's quite difficult, actually. And they have tens of these photos.
1: And it's so handy. Remember the dead kid in the Turkish waters in the beginning? That was when the migration flood came. Yeah. And that went like a meme. Then we have Umran.
0: Yeah. So Umran, in about five minutes, on the front page of every newspaper in the Western world. Yeah. Uh, and the guy who took the photo, he was uh, portrayed in Norway, and he looked really decent, you know, with nice leather jacket and everything, and he said, yeah, I cried when I take the, took the photo, and Umrah became the symbol of the crisis of the suffering Syrian children and American news anchors.
1: Yeah, it's, it was the guy with all ash on him, just for those who doesn't know who it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's the same, it's like covered in dust and some red stuff coming out from an unknown wound of some kind. Very yeah. aesthetically, the perfect picture. He's really cute. He's sitting there in this orange, brand new, completely clean ambulance. I mean, it's completely perfect picture because, you know, he didn't have his guts coming out of his stomach. They couldn't have done that with a real a real casualty. But anyway...
1: Because people wouldn't want to see that. So, no, people yeah. don't want to see that. So, yeah. oh, 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 tell us about this Palestinian child. It was horrible.
0: Yeah. The same guy, the guy who took that photo, who was so moved that he had to cry, his hangout is the gang from Nur al-Zinki, a terrorist group. Now, these terrorist groups filmed themselves. The footage is available on the Internet for those who like gore, but I have to warn you, it's horrible. They kidnapped a 12-year-old boy from the hospital. His, his leg is in uh, cast. He has the tubes coming out of his arms. So they drive around with him. They torture him. They... You know they mock him. They say, "Yeah, do you want to shoot you, or should we cut your head off? What do you want, etc." And, and they, for how long goes this? I don't know. I mean, I've been, I'm on, the, I have never been able to watch the whole thing. I have watched the decapitation that this ended in. I forced myself to watch it because I told, told myself, "Why should I be protected from this? This is reality." So they put the little child, twelve year old boy. On the back of a pickup truck, his hands are tied behind his
1: back. He's just a poor Palestinian refugee. Yeah, he's, he's just a kid. He's terrified. You know,
0: let's let's look away from his nationality. Let's just say what he is. He is a child. Mm. He could have been anyone's child. He could have been mine. He could have been anyone's child. He's a child, 12-year-old boy. And they tie his hands behind his back. They put him on top of a pickup truck. And they don't chop his head off with a sword. They they slice his head off with a knife, a short knife. Oh my god! Yeah, and they the, the it's horrible. And they take his head and wave it about and shouting, you know, all the usual things they shout. Now he never made it to the front page. No, he ne he doesn't even have a name. Dula Issa, he doesn't have a name. He never, never did you see his picture in the newspapers? He doesn't exist. And then the State Department, the spokesperson, I don't remember his name of the guy in the State Department at the time. He was asked, there's this really good American journalist who always asks good questions. And he, he wanted to confront them, you know. Are, are you funding this group?
1: John Pilger?
0: No, no, no. He's, no, 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 he's, he's British. Called Matt, Matt, um, I don't remember his name. He's called Matt something. He's a really, he's a good good journalist.
1: who right. asks good questions. M- mainstream.
0: Uh, I'm not sure what outlets he works for to be honest. I some I've just watched the okay. state department anyway. hearing yep. sometimes. Yep. But anyway, so he says uh, so are you going to continue to fund this group? And the state department spokesperson says, well, you know, we're considering a pause. We're considering a pause. So which means beheading a child does not cut off your funds no. from USA. No. No
1: but but norway yeah. isn't much better you talked about earlier how aid for norway mm. but even norwegian soldiers that for some insane reason are sent down there are actually yeah. training terrorists Yes. And we know already that, that the terrorists have been financed, been facilitated. Adolf Erdogan has let them, you said, cross the border back and forth. Uh, we know that they sold oil via Turkey. Mm. Billions. It's so much money to earn that we need that. We know that American CIA and Britain and NATO have, uh, t- uh, given weapons lots yeah, tons, tons of weapons. They
0: use diplomatic airplanes to smuggle weapons from Eastern Europe. Or or just
1: drop them from the sky.
0: That too, yeah.
1: And and then you have uh, Saudi money coming in and financing everything. So so we know who the culprits are. Like you said to me uh, off air, the only thing they haven't done, these crises, is attack Israel.
0: Oh, on the contrary. Uh, Now, if you look at the map now and you see which areas are dominated by whom, you will see that very close to the Golan and the Israeli border. Well, you know, Israel doesn't have defined borders. It's the only country in the world who has undefined yeah. borders because obviously the long-term plan. And this is not a so-called conspiracy theory. This is something which is expressed in lots of Israeli documents. You can
1: just Google and uh, yeah, you, yeah, uh, map. they
0: have expansion plans. <laughs> yeah, they have yeah. expansion plans. It's not. This is not a theory. This is a fact. This is official Israeli politics. Or Zionist politics. Yeah,
1: they want the so-called great Israel. It's, it exactly. goes back 150 yeah. years or something. So they
0: don't, they don't have any defined borders. No. But anyway, close to the Golan and uh, the border of Israel are ISIS and other jihadi groups. And they've been living there peacefully. There hasn't been any Israeli voice saying we have to get rid of this. This is dangerous. No, they're fine with it. They're fine with it. And actually, I don't remember who. It was one of the, the top intelligence people. Yeah,
1: Mossad connections to Daesh. Yeah, who right? said
0: that they, they actually prefer Daesh than anything else, yeah. in, than Assad in, in
1: Syria. Mm. And you said that there are uh, oil drilling there now?
0: Well, in the Golan, Golan has petrol as oil and water, and that's been going on for a while. And actually, I pointed that out in January 2015 and was treated as an (laughs) anti-Semite because I pointed out that Genie Oil had had the license to drill for oil in the Golan Heights. And just because one of the owners happened to be Jewish, Lord Rothschild, he's not even Jewish. I mean, he's a Zionist, but he's not Jewish. Uh, I was accused of that. But that's been going on for years.
1: Like Galloway said, most of the Zionists are not uh, Jewish and most of the... Yeah,
0: most of the Zionists are not Jewish and a lot of Jews are not Zionists. That's
1: it. Most of the Jews are not Zionists, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you'll find devout Jews who say that, on the contrary, Zionism is completely incompatible with uh, judaism yeah but so, it doesn't
1: matter there's still jews who are Zionists, and and you can say that yeah, so well, you will find many muslims who say the same about radical islam wahhabism right yeah, of course but it's a matter of perspective it doesn't even matter instruction is no, destruction no, no
0: there is a big no i'm sorry but that's on, no because there's a very important point in judaism It's a very important thing, and that is that it is strictly forbidden for Jews to have a state before the arrival of the Messiah. They are yeah, in exile yeah. because yeah. of this. This is a very important thing. So yeah. So the whole. Oh point no, no
1: I, I'm agreeing. And Zionism is anyway a secular movement. It's
0: an extreme. But, it's an extreme political ideology. But you can
1: say the same about any religion. In the Quran, it says that you cannot. Yeah, if you uh, kill
0: one human, you kill all of humanity
1: yeah, or something. Like and what you do to the most innocent, you do to me. Blah blah blah. So it's it will always be people who call themselves anything mm, and do...
0: No, but you you have to look at the motivation of the Zionist project, you know, which is quite all... Yeah, and- but
1: here we, we come to the crucial point uh, because you said earlier about wars in part one and I meant to say that let's just spill a, a, a public secret which is that there hasn't been one single war in history that has been about religion. No, they, no, no, never. All wars are about power and what they do... Is that they use religion as a the more religious a population is the, the more sheepish and better uh, it is to to be uh, use it can use as war propaganda that's my point so they yeah. use religion as war propaganda, to get people on board like in the uh, Crusades it was a power grab even back then and but you you had to use people's a religion as a motivator to, to get them to join. Today, you don't even have to use that much religion, at, le- at least not in the Western world. So most of the really religious Jews are actually the most anti-Syanistic Jews of them all.
0: Yes, of course, because it's completely inca- compatible. It doesn't mean that they don't want to live in Palestine, because Jews have been living in Palestine always.
1: Yeah, at least the Mizraism Jews.
0: Well, I'll I'll quote as well as I can remember, there's this uh, American rabbi, and he's furious about the way that the, the Israeli administration is trying to make international Jewry. He says, don't ask me about Israel, ask me about China. Israel has nothing to do with me. It doesn't matter for Jews who's administrating Jerusalem, because it was just at the time when they made Jerusalem the capital of Israel. He said, yeah. For Jews, it doesn't matter if it's Turks or British, whoever, who 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 are uh, in charge of Jerusalem. For us, it will always be a holy city. But it's a holy city. It's not a capital. Mm. There is no international jury. There is no Jewish people. There are people who are Jewish. Jewish is a religion. Yeah. It's not a culture. So this is just well, a, Well,
1: culture is attached to religion. Religion influences no, culture. No, but
0: look, look, look. You cannot compare... A Moroccan Jew from some kind, some small village in the mountains of.
1: Uh I agree. It's not. It's not a uniformian culture, but it's the same with Islam.
0: No, but that's not culture.
1: I mean, uh, in Balkan, you have uh, people who are Muslims are completely different culture, completely different belief system. Take, for instance, the, the in in Istanbul, forty uh, percent of the people yeah, but there. Yeah,
0: Muslim is not the nationality. Look at this now. You see, you are mixing up because the point is that. The Netanyahu gang, let's
1: call them that. No, it's a religion.
0: Yeah, but they are making Jewishness into a nationality.
1: Yeah, Jewish That's state. That's the big
0: difference. People would yeah. never
1: accept like a Christian state or, or a Muslim state.
0: Yeah, they would. They, they can do that. You can say that Iran is a, you know, it's an Islamic republic of, of, uh, no, yeah. of but the people who live there are Iranians. That's the difference. That's the difference. But what the, yes. Netanyahu-
1: and, and, and some of them are Jewish too. There's Jews, yeah, Jews live in Iran. The,
0: what Netanyahu is trying to do is make all the Jews, he wants to be the prime minister of all the Jews in the whole world. Right. This is the difference.
1: Yeah. And
0: Jews are opposing it because, for example, a Norwegian Jew is a Norwegian who happens also to be Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't belong to Israel. You know, he doesn't. Net, like this
1: rabbi yeah then there's a question of genes uh, is it ethnic there true? is
0: no 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 forget it it doesn't exist it's it's a region and the problem the thing is that that israel the administration of israel they want to make all jews in the whole world believe that the only safe place for them is in, in yeah. israel why i will tell you why because and this is something that they're the, I don't know what he's a minister of now, his changes, but Lieberman expressed right after the... Oh my God,
1: disgusting guy, Joe Lieberman. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'll just run through this. Sorry. So yeah. after the, the massacre in Paris, the Charlie Hebdo, he wrote on his Facebook page that the goal has to be to get the population up to, I think it was 10 million or something in, in Israel... Because then it, they have more power, and they have to get the people, the Jews of France and etc., to come to Israel. Right. So it's an expressed political goal, but there are a lot of Jews in the world who oppose this because they're German or French or American or... But the religion is Judaism, but it has nothing to do with
1: nationality. But it's the same with Islam.
0: No, it is not the same.
1: Islam isn't a race. uh, It's not ethnicity. But nobody's
0: trying to make Islam a race or a nationality. Nobody's trying to make Christianity into a race or a nationality.
1: Well, uh, fundamentalist Wahhabists are.
0: No, but it's completely different, you see.
1: Okay. What's...
0: Nobody's trying to make all Muslims in the whole world citizens or belong to a specific
1: country. <laughs> what about Daesh, Islamic State? I mean, it's a perfect equivalent. No wonder Israel supports them. I mean, they are the same thing, just for Muslims, right? I can see the difference, okay?
0: Well, anyway. <laughs> we can just establish that, that they are living fine, very close to the border, and nobody's bothering them from that side of the... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I think we, we, we're getting to the end here, but there are a few more points I think we should uh, touch upon because uh, you said something, I don't know if you said it today, but you ought to, because a part of the media propaganda is the fact that they don't show the actual civilians, and they don't show yes. the actual soldiers that's fighting for the Syrian army, because you recruit, you, you're getting invaded by these crises, and you say, "That's it, I'm going to fight for my country. I'm going to defend it. I didn't want to do it before, but now I have to." And and what happens to them? They don't show us. If they showed us, I think the war would be, it, it would be a completely different story. How people will relate to this?
0: Yeah, but they have they have also been killed by Americans and British soldiers and right. Israeli bombs. Israel has been bombing. Syria, like forever. And so they're fighting not only terrorists, but also superpowers. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, the resilience of the Syrian people is just amazing. And I've asked people, they're like, wow, what are you made of? You know, seven years, mm-hmm. seven years of military war and sanctions. And it's, it's amazing. And I think that, and I've talked and I've made some in small interviews, street and whatnot. And what they're saying is the president is very popular, for sure. That's like, you can feel that everywhere. But they don't really talk about the president. They don't talk about, it's not like they're obsessed with the president or anything like that. What the Syrians are fighting for is their way of life, their yeah. freedom yeah. that they've had. The so-called the deb- rebels and the demonstrations, free. they were not fighting for any kind of freedom. What freedom did they want? Of course, there's corruption and this is something the president is addressing on a regular basis, what country does not have corruption? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we were to have a competition of degree of corruption, I think that, for example, the countries who are aiming for regime change would be much worse <laughs> off than Syria. They
1: are driven by corruption. <laughs> so
0: Exactly. So every country has their problems, absolutely, of course, and nobody is denying that. But what they're fighting for is the right to have the religion they want, women can do what they want in Syria, if you look at the way the women are treated in the in the terrorist controlled areas they have to wear a niqab they can't go out they can't go to school i mean it's like it's a wahhabi regime okay yeah. so what Syrians are fighting to protect is their way of life and their way of life is a freedom of they they have the freedom of religion they can go to school women can have positions they can marry It's, you know, it's a very open society. I'm not saying that it has always been like that. I'm not, it's not in my place to do that. But I know where the country was headed. And I'll give an example of media. Mm. In 2010, Syria had eight and a half million foreign tourists. Wow. Yeah, wow. And all the curves were going up. It was super, it was, it was the boom, the, the economic boom of Syria in 2010 was exceptional, exceptional in all areas. So, and but still, a Norwegian newspaper uh, journalist wrote the how do you call it in English? You know, the closed country.
1: Yeah, closed. Yeah,
0: yeah, closed. That's not a good word in English, but like a, a sealed-off country, sort of. Yeah, sealed, a country yeah. with eight and a half million foreign tourists. Can you imagine the development which have been that would have taken place in Syria for the last seven years had it not been invaded like it has been? Yeah. Yeah. The crime committed against the Syrian people is of such dimensions that it's, I don't know even how to express it. They used to call
1: Lebanon the parish of the Middle East or something but uh, Lebanon was crushed by by uh,
0: many times yeah. you know
1: but Syria would be uh, take the mantle of uh, progression Yeah. that's probably why they needed to take down Syria another reason oh
0: yeah also because the popularity of Bashar al-Assad was really rising because a lot of the reforms that people had been uh, uh, asking for had actually been implemented yeah. just before this happened so so the roads Syria was really developing. was really, you know, like a fantastic place to live, and that's why a lot of people wanted to live there. You know, they came there. Yep.
1: And and, but as you see, the same here in Norway, we uh, we support the aid thing. Then again, Norway refuses. First, we are like a weasel, like a parasite, like a snake. We're we're riding on the eagle, bombing the shit out of a country, and then we refuse to pay anything to rebuild it. Right?
0: Yeah, because the war you see in the old days, or at least we were told so, a war was two nations, and one would win. No. that's not the goal of war these days. First of all, they don't call it war because that's so such legal hassle with you know you have to have the people's approval through the Congress or whatnot so mm. but maine, for example, in Syria, you know you don't even need to eliminate the name of a country and take it over and call it something else. The aim of what's happening in Syria is partition the country. Just what happened in the Balkans has become a a terminology. That was a model. To Balkanize. You know, you had Yugoslavia, (laughs) which was a big, powerful country. Illegal war. Yeah, exactly. So... So they created a fake crisis. And I remember because I remember when I watched the news and I was still believing in the news. I
1: was so annoyed at Germany and some of these old Nazi countries. They started the whole shit by accepting uh, the first republic who just went out of it. I think it was Slovenia, right? Slovenia, yeah. I think they were the Mm -hmm. first to say, hey, we're taking our resources and, you know, screw, that's screw such you. a
0: big mistake because a small country cannot have an independent foreign policy. You're too small, you're too weak. Yeah. You know, Yugoslavia was a big, powerful country.
1: Yeah, let, let, let's not go there now, by the way. No, okay. We don't well, have well, time. Well, that's a
0: different discussion. But anyway, yeah. what they did, they part- partitioned it into smaller states with less independence, right? Yeah. And that's, that became a terminology, balkanize. So they want to balkanize Syria, yeah. You know, they want to divide it into sectarian areas and spread chaos, because then it's easily controlled. Then you can control it.
1: Like, And and it's a dream scenario. Israel can get a huge part. Yeah, yeah. Turkey yeah. can get a part. Yeah. The Kur- even the Kurds would want a part of Kurdistan, right? Yeah, well, right? they,
0: I think they, <laughs> yeah, that's what they, that's what they... Say? Th- no, that's what they... They get promised, but then they well, that's a different. story. I know they're,
1: they're being screwed.
0: You have to differentiate between Kurds in Syria and Syrian Kurds. You always hear about the Kurds in Syria, you never hear about Syrian Kurds. So yeah, that's another issue. <laughs> but I
1: have to say I'm I'm so uh, infatuated. Is that I have a crush on female Kurdish soldiers? They're so brave. Of course,
0: you're supposed to. You're supposed to. That's a big brand. Yeah.
1: That's, okay. So that, that's just, I fell for the manufacturing. They didn't fight. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not going to say, but. Uh, okay, you have to, to anyway. tell me afterwards.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not really into the Kurdish <laughs> okay. thing. This is not something for us to discuss, actually, because this is an internal, this is internal policies of the countries affected by this, but. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I really urge people to travel, see for yourself, think for yourself. Don't take my word for anything, but use your brain, you
1: know. Even the propaganda tools. What was it, Qumram? What was the boy's name?
0: Umram. Yeah.
1: Umram. Even he became an Assad supporter. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was strange because, you know, you would think that all the news people who have been crying their crocodile tears for poor yeah. little Umran would rejoice when they, when he was alive and well and living with his parents in Aleppo. But unfortunately for them, the father was completely opposed to terrorist groups. He wasn't interested in them at all. And he said that they had actually tried to to bribe him into saying, tell lies about the government, etc. So they just ignored him. And actually, I think it was either Vanessa Beely or Eva Bartlett challenged Amanpour, you know, in CNN to come and interview Umran's family. But of course, she didn't. And uh, in Norway, oh, and, then, and they
1: refuse to talk with Syrian journalists too, right?
0: Yeah, they never talk. About, they never talk to Syrian civilians. The only civilians they care about are the imaginary people who are hit by bombs, alleged bombs. You know, they don't care.
2: And why, Talmud?
0: They don't really care about Syrian civilians. They don't care about the ninety percent of the people. Hmm. Uh, and I, I wrote this article. The headline is: Are there ordinary people in Syria? I, I interviewed a, a lady living in Damascus. Ordinary person, married woman, two children. She works as an English teacher. Uh, she's experienced the mortar attacks. You know, she told yeah. about the life, and she just wants her life back. And that's the that's what people in Syria want. But these people are eliminated from the media because we should we are not supposed to know about them and the. The big support they have for their own government and that they just want to stay, they're happy. They want to keep Syria as it was. And that's So so what uh,
1: should we do, Corey? What can we do? What should we do? Normal people listening to this, can we make a difference?
0: Yeah, that's a big issue. Can we make a difference? Uh well, one of the things that people can do is get organized into peace organizations. We need to organize. That's super important, you know, super, super important. Go out in the streets. A click on the internet does not make much of a difference. Look, look at the... I'm sorry, I might offend some people now, but and I'm a feminist myself, but I just cannot endorse the globalist brand of Women's March. I wrote an article Mm. on a Norwegian... Uh, net news about it. I called it the Starbuckification of the women's uh, <laughs> movement. And but people came out in millions across the world. So it's not like people don't know how to demonstrate, but they do it That's for the right. wrong reason. It's the same with the, and I might offend people again, but the whole, the whole pride. Uh,
1: identity politics. Yeah. Identity that gets politics. them out of the sofa. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, but not life need, and death. Not life and death. Exactly. And people in the United States are demonstrating. Uh, For against the immigration ban, why don't you go out and demonstrate against the wars? Come on. That creates
1: immigration waves. Take it to the roots.
0: Exactly. And also, and you know, it's fine. It's all nice and good to say that we should, you know, receive immigrants. But hey, the best thing for people is to be able to say where they come from because it's not easy to leave Everything you know, it's not like people no. love to... And a
1: country loses so much when they... Yes, the
0: exactly. It's like a brain drain, you yep, know.
1: Yep, yep. It's very easy. You can't go wrong if you do... Two things. One, assume at any time that the powers that be are lying to you.
0: Yeah. They're always lying.
1: Make them prove. It's their duty to it, it's how you thing used to be in the old days anyway, it's their duty to prove the truth, okay? You are not accountable for them, they should be accountable for us the people. So that's the one thing. And the second thing, just be against any war as a default. Yeah, exactly. There's almost no just war. Almost never been a just there is,
0: war. There, there are no justifiable wars. Pardon? There are none. There are none. No war is justifiable. well
1: defense war
0: no that's another issue of course if somebody attacks your country but that's not war that's defense that's the real defense but going to now for example NATO has been going really hard on the women's issues now you know like the team Angelina Jolie what an irony by the way (laughs) Uh, so Uh, now they're looking because human rights is getting tricky they can't really sell their wars uh, as easily so just wait and see like in Myanmar for example they use women a lot to gain oh. people getting the we have to do something and there's
1: a massacre going on there too by you know the way.
0: what because what they want to to evoke in us is oh, we have to do something this is horrible yeah. and also gay communities i'm sure they're going to use the lba i can't say all the letters you know the dj yeah something like
1: that
0: i am sure that in some cases they will use Look at all the—they have this story running around all the time about concentration camps in Chechnya, yeah. with for gays. Nobody has been ever able to locate them. It's just hearsay. They use it, and all my gay friends are like, "Oh, that's horrible! They have concentration camps for homosexuals in Russia." Blah blah blah. Mm. And when I say, "Hey, wait a minute! Look at what they're writing. They're writing alleged have maybe you know." Look at the wording.
2: Look at the but memes. The thing yeah. Is, yeah.
0: Yeah. Look at the memes and look at the. There's no evidence here. There's no. There's not a single named source. If these concentration camps exist, where are they? And actually, uh, I don't remember the name of the question, uh, leader, Macho guy, you know, he yeah. said, Hey, come on, journalists, come and look for them. Cause we certainly don't know where these concentration camps are, but the emotional rage that my, my gay friends feel when they read this is, it's almost impossible to communicate with them. Mm. So, I'm sure that NATO is going to use different type of minority groups, like suffering stories, yeah. as justification for wars.
1: Victim porn.
0: Yeah, so we just have to be exactly what you said. Just be opposed to any war. Because there are always lies. As a default. As a default.
1: I haven't had for a while, as my Facebook uh, profile picture, I'm already against the next war. Yes. <laughs> it was.
0: yes. Uh, even though it's not
1: common. Oh, there's
0: wars going on all the time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And Obama got the Peace Prize because people uh, people think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Let me tell you now, Americans, it wasn't a conspiracy. Here's how it worked. We have some idiots in Norwegian politics, naive people. So they, they don't know what's going on, but they know that Bush was bad. And we had had like millions of people uh, rising up, up, demonstrating against this overt uh, warmonger. So they, they get this covert warmonger mm. Obama in instead. And so he hadn't even done anything and they gave him the peace prize. And Obama himself was actually pretty shocked. He said, I, I don't understand why I'm getting this, but whatever, I'm taking it. And he took America from two to seven wars. Now, Mm. If Trump, and I'm not a Trumpist, but if Trump actually managed to maintain uh, the de-escalation in Korea, if that actually works. And it, he just doesn't, you know, turn around in uh, a month from now and escalate it again. If actually works, then you have to give him the peace prize. But it will never happen. Even if he takes America out of every war that's going on right now, which he hasn't done yet. But even if he does that, he won't get the peace prize. Why? Because identity politics, identity politics—it's uh, yeah. the same reason they are still praising Chillery, even though there's enough information out there to know that she's a very destructive, dangerous person, very corrupt,
0: yeah, really dangerous, murderous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's
1: a, she's a war criminal, all that stuff,
0: yeah.
1: uh, and and you know Seth Rich yeah. killed for the uh, revelation, and and they just talk about the. I'm, I'm uh, not
0: really updated about that, but I know a lot of people who are who are being who were supposed to testify against the Clintons have actually died in very strange circumstances.
1: But that's conspiracy theory. For, uh, says those who have never looked into it.
0: No, but you know, the word conspiracy theory, it's losing its power. Yeah, it is. I know. Because in science, it's called hypothesis. Hypothesis? How do you say it in English?
1: Hypothesis. This
0: is what how every progress is made. You have a theory, hmm. and then you have to sort of find... By logic and, of course, scientific methods to see if you have to reject it or if it's quite credible. You know, you will never say in science, you will never say that you proved anything. But but that I I just want to tell people who are listening, ever somebody uses that term against you, you know that they have no arguments. And you should tell that to their face. I call it intellectual laziness, you know. When people use that term, it's because they don't know what to say. Yeah. And they're trying to dismiss you or stain you and just never ever to argue, no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, blah, 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 because that the point is not to, to, to you know, they're just using, I used to say it's like when they call a girl slut, you know, in the school, yeah. doesn't matter what she's done or not done, it's just a way of dominating her and dismissing her. You know? And that's the same with conspiracy theorists or anti-Semite. Those words yes. are yeah. meaningless, meaningless.
1: So. I can't count how many Jews are being called anti-Semites and people who have been fighting for Jews all their lives. Yeah,
0: it, does, it has nothing <laughs> even to do with that. It's, yeah. just, it's just a way of, of trying to make you into a pariah. You know? So yeah. never try to protect or defend yourself against those terms because it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't even matter what you've said. It's just instead of arguing on what you have said, they want to dismiss you as a person.
1: And you know what I say if they used to, if they to play the conspiracy card? No. Because you know how they say, uh, I don't know if it works in English, but in Norwegian we say, if you start comparing with uh, Nazi Germany, then you are hitling the debate. <laughs> oh, he's hitling the debate, right? That means you have no argument and the debate is over. Yeah. I've taken the same thing about conspiracy. I say, oh, 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 you say, oh, you've conspied the debate. In other words, yeah. the debate is over and you, you practically admitted you have no argument mm. Yeah. And there's no reason for me to continue discussing with you unless you yeah. come back and on point. Yeah. So it works very well. Uh, if Because then we make it a stigma to throw out that hallmark, that branding.
0: You know, it's like a lot of the people who, we have to ask, for example, in Norway we have some people who are really into that, they, they, they find conspiracy theorists in all sorts of statements that are not exactly, you know, in line with what they mean, yeah. but we never really know what they mean, we never really know what their views are, because they never discuss actually the case at hand so, yeah, i am stopped wasting my time on those people, you know I just want to find people who are willing to work for the good of the world obviously when somebody tries to stain me in the newspaper, I have to answer, but but I really think that we have to try to, of course, we have to criticize the power. And my meme of the, my, my own meme is always question authority. Yeah. Mm. Always. But also that we use our energy because I've certainly gone into the, the trap of using too much energy on the negative things and on the crimes.
1: You and, have to balance, right?
0: You have to balance culture,
1: and, and, health. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah and also to try to find the good forces in the world yeah. and try to unify and like uh, i i just heard uh, jeremy Corbyn say in one of his speeches we are many they are few yeah most of the people in the world are good people that's my true belief and we have to find a way to cooperate and work for the better good of humanity because look we live on this planet very small planet in a very very big universe mm. and we are so lucky that we are on a planet which is actually paradise. We have plants all over the place. We have an ocean. We have I, This planet is so rich. It's just incredible. Wherever we turn our eyes, even in a desert, there's abundance, right? There's mm. more than enough for all of us, more than enough. And, of course, we have to take time to enjoy this planet and enjoy the beauty, uh, just the crazy thing of being A human which is a completely crazy wonderful miracle to to be a human it's it's Mm. just amazing right Mm. and then unfortunately we have some dark forces among us who want to grab everything for themselves by some twisted imagination that it's going to make them immortal no i don't know what's driving them so if we try to gather all the good and the light and the, the love in the world you know, light will drive out darkness out. Absolutely. You know, I really believe that, and and we are at a really change now. I mean, I'm not really into all the magnet fields and all that, but I know enough of it to know that this is not mumbo jumbo, magical, crazy new age stuff. This is physical realities.
1: But basically, it boils down to take care of yourself and be healthy.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Emotionally, mentally, socially, value, uh, physically. Yeah. Uh, Notwithstanding not yes. physically. In fact, I need to hit the gym very soon before it closes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a part of my You know, they've
0: been talking for almost four hours.
1: I know. Oh, amazing. I know. And, and that's usually what happens. I invite on people oh, really? for one and a half hour and it so up <laughs> for four hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well I hope that uh, our talk has been uh, inspiring it will be edited yeah, so but I hope the talk has been inspiring for people listening and I hope so never my message is never doubt in yourself no one can do everything but everyone can do something
1: ah, good and good. even
0: if that's just being good to your neighbours and showing affection and doing because love is action so, yeah. and everybody's capable of doing something good and all the little our big good deeds are amazingly important for the good of the world
1: yeah like, like donating a dollar to this show <laughs>
0: okay yeah i'm sure that would be good because uh, you need it as well
1: <laughs> yeah and we need to get get voices like yours out yeah yeah but uh no no people uh, we have usually we only have shows about what you're talking about uh, like uh exploring the I, I haven't had that many political shows but you know what Cory, the fact that you came on shows that you care out the message because you didn't think like, oh, this is the big shot show who you, sh-. I mean, even against the counterculture, even among the dissident media, there are certain people who w- will only go on the huge shows or the very well known system critical shows. Yeah. And like, uh, what? Who are you? I haven't heard about you. And oh, you, you don't even have political shows. No, I'll stay away. So we had a few and now we had had one more. And the fact that you come on because you realize it's, it's not about who the show is or what it can do for you and your career is the fact that we reach thousands of people it's the fact that you can get the message out and that's proves that you are concerned about the contents (laughs) you are concerned about getting the message out right because then you would use any platform you could get
0: absolutely absolutely just the fact that you asked me that was enough for me you know
1: yeah so kudos to you for that (laughs)
0: Thank you. And likewise, thank you for putting up the show and
1: yeah, thanks.
0: using your time to to get people.
1: Uh, and really people donate because this video will be demonetized as soon as the word Syria comes in the title, YouTube will censor it. This
0: is true, you know, because one person actually wanted to help me fund my latest trip to Syria. PayPal dismissed his payment because right. the word Syria appeared in the... Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, go to Syria. It's love. It's a lovely country. It's not difficult.
1: People think they're going to be bombed or killed, you know, but...
0: No, I would be much more afraid to go. Look, I'll tell you one thing. I've been to America so many times. I will not come back to the United States before something serious happens because the, the amount of police violence that I've seen documented, yeah. it really scares <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah i'm sorry and the real criminality going on too i think it's much more dangerous there than yeah uh, but
0: you know crime in united states has gone down that's why it's so crazy that the police ah, is getting so brutal because crime has actually decreased
1: i think i should have a i think i should have a program but you know a country that militarizes their police and privatizes their prisons Mm,
0: uh, yeah
1: they need you know they need criminals
0: well, sure, and you can. You have to manufacture them if you don't have enough. Like exactly. there's this really good film called, uh, I think, "The Land We Live In" or something. I know Brad Pitt is one of the co-producers. Yeah. It's a documentary, and the guy, one of them says, "You know, everybody says the war on drugs is failed. What if it isn't?" And then they show all the people profiting from the the judicial system.
1: Oh, yeah. We're going to have programs about that. CIA is one of the big yeah. players. But let's not go there today. Uh, no. We-
0: <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Now I'm starving. I have to go get something to yeah. eat uh, for hours of talk.
1: <laughs> That's true. Uh, my body needs to move. But uh, uh, maybe we can do this again sometime.
0: I would
1: love to. It was a pleasure talking with you. And
0: Yeah, you as well.
1: You're my, you're my, hero, my anyway, hero anyway,
0: so... <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you.
1: you. Okay. So I hope so you hope enjoy, enjoy people. people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and we speak, we speak later, Kari. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.
1: So as you all could hear, the line wasn't the best. And kudos to you for having... Suffered through this whole interview with such a poor sound quality. But what can we do? This has happened at occasion, and uh, it is the reason why it has taken incredibly long time to get this out. In fact, we had to we had to go through second by second all three four hours and fix the worst incidents. So if you think it's bad now, consider how, how bad it was before we shaped it up. And if this isn't weird enough in itself, part two took even longer time to get out because the whole um, uh, sound master tape is, is, for some weird reason, empty. So the only reason we could actually release part two is because there was a temporary edit made as an mp3. Uh, to check, if to to listen through, to see if the worst was fixed. Because the original sound is gone, it's simply empty, Uh, we had to just run with this one, which had even worse quality, because it is an imported MP3, which is converted into MP3 again. Long story, hard to explain, but it is what it is, and I'm just glad we had something for Part 2. No, I'm not implying that there's some kind of huge conspiracy. Uh, I don't frankly think our show is big enough or have enough impact for anyone to bother to sabotage it like that. I mean, we will be struck by the general sabotage, the shadow banning, the demonetization, stuff like that. So I'm not implying anything, but it is odd. That's all I'm saying. It's weird. And it's highly unfortunate that it had to happen to such an important show as this one today. But I don't know what's the cause for this. and um, It's very regular. So, but it is what it is. So it was a pain in the neck. Spent lots and lots of hours on this. And it's not worth it as far as money goes. Because it, we can't monetize it. It will immediately get demonetized. And it will probably also get shadow banned. So the reason we're not writing Syria directly in the title is to is do not facilitate for the algorithm to pick it up because the algorithm immediately senses everything which is anti war these days in fact just releasing this show is enough to get our, our channel kicked out let's hope it doesn't happen um, but uh, chances is that but it's too important folks not to cover stories like this Um, we have to put our ass on the line because, you know, I've often been, I've often heard from folks saying that I'm, I'm very mellow and, you know, I'm very tolerant or libertarian, if you like, on ideas. I do not get upset if someone is disagreeing with me or different values simply because I'm not identifying with my thoughts. People need to get their identification straight. People who get crazy if someone disagrees, they have no center, they have no, their ego is attached to their ideas. I'm not that kind of person, but what enrages me is life and death matters. Like uh, when they remove our freedoms, our liberties, they remove our, they turn society into surveillance. Stuff like Assange and the WikiLeaks makes me see red. And, and the same with uh, these kinds of things. I mean, imagine people just for a second. If you're not consuming this kind of information as entertainment, if you just for a second try to imagine that this scenario is real. You're in a peaceful country, as far as not warring with other countries goes. You're minding your own business. Then in comes these hounds of hell, that is Daesh. In comes mercenaries, bands of flesh-eating, heart-ripping, children butchering, mad dogs and cause havoc. And all sponsored by an empire. And the same empire is not just financing and propping up and weaponizing and training and manufacturing these insane forces, but they're even pretending they're battling them while battling your neighbors, your sons, fathers, friends who are enlist in the army to try to defend against it. So they are bombing those who try to stop these insane demons and at the same time blaming ordinary people, because in in this case personified uh, via Assad, for being behind all the evil, nasty terrors that these fundamentalist, extremist, fanatical Satan seeds are behind. They release chemical attacks, bombs on women, children, civilians, and you get blamed for it. Then comes their press, pretends that the fanatics are the heroes and the common folks are the enemy. Then, thank God for Russia, because they have interfered and tried to bomb Daesh to smithereens. And the same press, Western corporate press, that is owned by the military-industrial complex, the same forces that are propping up this war, are then spinning it on its head and lying to the population in the countries that is is run by this military-industrial complex, like the NATO countries. If that doesn't enrage you, you're, you're really removed from reality because there is no democracy when all this shit is happening outside of ordinary citizens control. People are being lied to. Our taxpayer money and even our charity money is, is funneling to finance this horror show. And they are basically destroying, I mean, Syria looks like Berlin after the war. And it's still, even though it's probably been a year between we did this and it was released, and it's not changed. Yes, the new president of America, Donald Trump, said he wanted to withdraw from Syria, wanted to withdraw from Afghanistan. But folks, it hasn't happened yet. So wake up and smell the coffee. The president isn't in charge when it comes to important decisions regarding war that's the only conclusion you can draw either that or he has a change of heart he's been corrupted uh, paid off but it doesn't matter every president when obama went in he too claimed he said even he would end the war on whistleblowers and usher in a transparent administration what happened the opposite usa has never smacked down more on whistleblowers than after uh, Obama go- got in power. And w- same with WikiLeaks. That started under Obama. Trump indirectly got helped from WikiLeaks. Not that it affected the election. And not that that's their int- intention. They don't care. They release the corruption no matter what, whatever they get. But you should think the Trump administration will realize, oh, okay, maybe this is useful. But no the neocons that are flooding the administration. Now, I mean, all the right-wing dissidents that was a part of uh, Trump's regime is out and replaced by neocon bastards who are nothing else than the dogs of war. They are the war industry's henchmen. You have them uh, among the neolibs in the Democrat Party and you have them among the neocons in the Republican Party and they are running the show. So you can, as a president or as a politician, you have the freedom to to change certain things. But it's obvious when it comes to these things. There's no chance. Look at the press. Those people who agitated... Like mouthpieces, pure propaganda that we had to go into Iraq, we had to go into Libya, we had to go into Syria, or we have to go into Iran, Venezuela, you name it. They they haven't seen a war, they're not in love with Those same people are promoted and those who warned against the wars, those who criticized the wars in the press were eradicated. That's why there's no one left now. There's no one left in the mainstream press to tell you the truth of what's going on. It's all pure Hollywood manufacturation. It's called manufacturing consent. It means that before they invade something, they put out intense propaganda to brainwash the population because normal folks, normal population will never stand for these things. This is what drains the coffers. So in your country, you get austerity. This is why taxes go up for ordinary folks, prices go up, your salary goes down, jobs disappear. This is why millions of people are escaping from the war zones, migration waves, to an already pressured population. This is why it increases fanatism and extremism on all sides among the countries that are being raped and pillaged and destroyed. Obviously hate and bitterness fuels fanatism and when migration waves flood the western countries you get the same kind of reaction there i mean they're not directing their rage against the puppet masters of war the corrupt politicians supporting and facilitating this or the corrupt incompetent propaganda press that is agitating for this no no they direct their rage against the common foreigner from those countries. And the equivalent there is when they are bombed by USA, for example, then, oh, we hate all Americans. So maybe they become radicalized. Maybe they then join IS, Daesh. And ironically, they are remotely controlled by the intel. They are used to destroy these countries further instead of attacking you know, they're, they're not attacking uh, any Western um, targets, not even uh, Israeli targets that they allegedly hate. No, no, no. They are surgically used as dogs of war, as mercenaries. They're used to be useful, idiots cannon fodder or to, you know, wreak havoc. Not just in Syria. They use them in, in Libya. They use them in Yemen. They've used them in uh, Iraq. Uh, they even used them in Ukraine by the Nazi party there. When I say Nazi, yes, Nazi. Traditional Nazi, SS, they still have the SS logo, which is propped up by the same NATO forces that are behind, that are trying to wreck Syria. So we see here a conglomerate of bigger interests, especially Israel, Saudi Arabia, which is the ideological root of the cancer, and the NATO countries with USA, Pentagon, CIA uh, as top dogs. That's our situation, people. If you're sitting in your sofa, you have to wake up. At least support independent press and vote. They would love nothing else than you not voting. You have to vote, and you never vote so-called strategically like, oh, I can only choose between two horror shows. Let me choose the least worse. No use your vote solely for anti-war candidates. There's two things you have to go by in order to clean up politicians in your own country. One, if they're anti-war, that's a certain sign they're not in the pocket of the elite. And the second, consistency. Anyone can feign anti-war if that becomes the general sentiment. Look at their record. Look at their record. If they have supported any of these wars, they are compromised. You cannot believe them. If you do that... It helps a lot because it doesn't matter if you're so-called wasting your vote for a small party that has no chance. Because no matter which party takes over, it's the war dogs that's in charge. So when you quote-unquote waste your vote on a third-party candidate, it's a signal effect to the powers that be. If 20% voted for a third-party candidate, it would generate shockwaves among the elite. Doesn't matter if, if the rest of the sheep will, uh, vote for someone who gets more than 20% that takes over. And it will also give hope to others who aren't smart enough to realize that they just immediately have to stop voting for the same old false dichotomy where they have to choose between two cheeks of the same ass. Eventually, it will grow 30%, 40%. Yeah, yeah, sure, they will uh, rig the election and whatever. But it's all about the signal effect. When they get wind of the population awakening, they are terrified. and, And that's when they screw the suppression even more. And something's got to give at some point. Uh, something gets revealed, uh, scandals, uh, leaks, you name it. So um, these things are what matters, not identity politics and, and bullshit like that. That's a luxury we can deal with when we've cleaned our own house. So these are the things that makes me engage, and that's why I, I couldn't shut up in this interview. I had to get my say out there, and uh, Kari knows that. She knew that beforehand, and... Uh, uh, wasn't taken by surprise. I mean, we we get engaged because these things are about our own future, about our own freedom. So if you don't stop the war machine, it will run havoc. It, it just destroys the world. Sooner or later, you will feel the consequences of it, one way or the other. There's no bubble here. There's no safe space for you here. We're all in this boat together and the inmates are running their asylum, basically. And the rest can't see it. So, uh, yeah, this is a typical show that will uh, hurt us. But, you know, we can launch populist shows like Antarctica, Speculations, so we can afford having important shows like this one. Now, I also wanted to give you a lot of sources, links, so you could check because I bet there's a lot of people listening who who doesn't realize how serious this is or think that uh, we are speculating or conspiracy theorizing or whatever meme is launched to smack down sober anti-war facts. But it's it's just going to be too much work. There's a whole host. There's no excuse today in the age of internet, not to be informed about these things. All you have to do is search for the information. But you, you have to use source criticism. You cannot search Google and, and click on BBC or Washington Post or whatever pops up. You have to realize how to find genuine inf- vetted information. The way you do that is the same as with politicians. You can't believe anything you read. You have to see that these sources are neutral, meaning they are not financed by the war industry or any other player who has an interest. Remember Operation Mockingbird, CAA, have admitted officially to more or less control the Western press. And what do you think they did after Internet dismantled the old stream media? It's the same here. So, you have to do due diligence, you have to know how to search for real information. Real people like Kari, who goes, boots on the ground, observes, reports, experiences, investigates, speaks with people, and let us know the facts. Those are the reporters, and of course, long-standing, old-school reporters. There's dozens upon dozens in many, many countries, but they have no outlet not on these things. Nobody's hiring them to talk about these things. Nobody's paying them. So they go to independent channels or blogs or subversive, dissident media. And, uh, you know, I, I could just point you to one show which uh, I think has covered this very well. is the Jimmy Dore Show. He's had on tons of classical, genuine war reporters. Not these paid actors that are reading the news for you, but real investigative journalists. He's had on tons of of folks that... You can search for his uh, coverage of this and and that should uh, be sufficient at least to give you an introduction to to the grim reality. So black is white, white is black, like in George Orwell's novel 1984, it's all turned upside down. And it's not just uh, the corporate media, it's also the state media. Because politicians run the state, the war industry runs the multinational corporations... And they're also paying off and controlling the same politicians. So, obviously, their grip, their reach is through all established channels. We have to stop consuming mainstream media. Yeah, you'll get some truths there once in a while if it's not of an essential matter. But mostly what you get is the tabloid uh, dumbing down crap. Celebrity stuff, gossip, sports, all sorts of insignificant sleeping pills. And you have also to realize that if both wings, left and right, are corrupted, like they are, the establishment controls both, then you have to realize that you have more in common with the dissidents on both sides. There is anti-war sentiments on both the left and the right. And if they don't come together which they almost... Uh, it's been tendencies many times for that to happen, but it always get distracted by some invented, manufactured uh, hysteria, often of identity politics nature. So the neolibs, the neocons, the globalist puppets on both sides will always make sure to keep that false dichotomy going so that real people on both sides are losing themselves in hating their pet hate for what both sides represents, rather than realizing hey, if we clean house, if we join forces and topple these people and just get honest persons in power no matter what party they're from not just one person. unprecedented, president can't save anything. You have to clean house all over. You have to. You should basically just vote honest people who doesn't take money, because money in politics is the root of all this evil. Someone with a consistent record. If you had done that, no matter the party, bam, it would be a new day, and then you can turn to the ideologies and find out, you know, where on the scale do you belong, and then we could have the battles the honest battles, the open battles of ideas of how to run a country or what values to push, etc. But like it's now, it's what you Americans call a dog and pony show and you're all in for the sucker ride. And nothing is more visible and apparent when it comes to these cases like Syria, Libya, Venezuela, Yemen... As long as the Troika, USA, Israel, Saudi Arabia propping up the hate in the world, the destruction in the world, this ship is going to sink further. You know, I should probably end my rant here before we all succumb to depression. Oh yeah by the way if it's too much for you to take in balance it you can't consume too much negative uh, reality you know you have to balance it with how much you can stomach this is this goes for the hypersensitive people out there so uh, you see the same in conspiracy media you know people who obsess with all sorts of dark scenarios it's not healthy You know, have a healthy life, have a happy life, but not like a desperate new ager who can't handle any of the so-called negativity. You should balance it, or it's your duty to know what's going on, what darkness is going on in reality. You know, you're safe and sound behind your computer, behind your TV. Other people aren't, and sooner or later it will affect you. So try to make the best out of your life and uh, simultaneously try to register as much reality as you can and help facilitate that to your brothers and sisters so we all can learn the truth. You know, it's a long battle, it's a hard battle, but it begins at home, it begins with yourself. We have to take responsibility. We have to basically a revolution like the Yellow Wests that we're going to cover in a separate show. We have to do it in all ways. You know, if someone calls you from a poll, make sure you mention a politician that's not a part of the establishment corporate elite. If you have the opportunity to vote, vote someone who is subversive to the powers that be. If you're consuming media, make sure you're you're not supporting their part of their propaganda machine and so on and so on and so on. And there will be under this video when it comes on YouTube, there will be basically paid agent as is also proven. Don't take my word for it. Google it. Because they scout for information pieces like this and they will try with their noise and their bullshit. Just, just like you shouldn't believe the propaganda you hear, or oh, for that matter, what me and Kari and has been saying, check for yourself, check for yourself, check the facts for yourself. Fortunately, it's still possible, despite the heavy propaganda, despite the trolls and the paid agents distracting, creating noise. If you want to know the truth, you'll find out. Just do due diligence and be source-critical. And when you are convinced that it is as grim as what we've been talking about, in fact, is worse. But when you have realized that, that's when it becomes your duty to join the rebel forces and hit back against the Empire. If you don't, then what the deuce are you doing here on Earth? Sorry to end on such a grim note, but hey, we'll soon have... A new show about something more pleasant (laughs) to balance it out so uh, thank you for being that small awake minority who has managed to listen through all this and who actually cares about the world you live in and thank you for supporting us precisely because Because of that that. I've I've been been your host host, Al Al. sincerely signing off be seeing
2: you. who is number one?